Deadly Grounds Coffee knows how important your coffee is to you. Every batch is roasted to perfection with a unique special method that brings out the richest, deepest, smoothest flavor you'll ever find. We're coffee freaks too, and deadly serious about our brew. Just one sip and you'll know why we say, once you go deadly, you don't go back. It's truly coffee to die for. So when you're ready to get a little deadly, get online and order yours at getdeadly.com. It's coffee so good, it's scary. Networks, and as always, we are brought to you by Deadly Grounds Coffee. Coffee to die for. I am your host, Nintendo, and with me, as always, are my cheating cohorts. Parasite Steve. Hey, uh, why didn't Tarzan like to play poker in the jungle? Why? There were too many cheetahs. Ah! Uh, oh, oh. Oh, it's a dad joke. <laughs> <laughs> and 8-Bit Alchemy. Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, select, start. I, I feel, yeah, what did, I feel what did that get you? I feel what did that yield? It got me a life. It got you Oh, three. it yielded Maybe. you one human life. One. Quan. Just one. Quan. Just one. Which is more human lives than most of us get. Yeah, which All is right. true. Yeah, no, it's worth it. True. Yeah, true. Yeah, I had yeah. to do it on player two controller, but ah, uh, okay, worth it. It's yeah. worth it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Nintendo, Joe, what the hell are we doing here today? Oh my god, dude, guys, dude, guys, something that, something that we haven't even talked about at all. Not even once. And that's cheating in video games. Yeah, I mean, yeah. who doesn't like to cheat once in a while? I love I mean, just for the, either for the fun of it or like maybe you know to get you out of tight spots or whatever. I mean, I don't know. Cheats it's exhilarating. Half the time it feels like the game's cheating by itself anyway. And, right, right. And it bison, puts the ball back at you in your court, right? <laughs> yeah, and like, Bison definitely cheats. It's been proven. Shang Tsung that he cheats. <laughs> uh, lots of old video like. Yeah, fighting game bosses. They they fighting game cheap. bosses. Pyron in, games. What was the what was the Pyron that was just impossible? Was it Night Stalkers? There was like one Pyron that's just Night, like Night Warriors. Like screw the Saturn you. one. I don't know. Yeah, it's like screw yeah, one, buddy. One of them was fucking crazy. And old mm. school racing games. All the opponents used to do something called rubber banding, which is when you get so far ahead that the game can't process them being that far behind you so it, it like boosts them forward really far just so that way they're still close to you oh that is and definitely so, how f-zero works 100 yeah, yeah it doesn't sure. matter how fucking good you are the game would do rubber banding and just like bring all the enemies like right up your butt 
so that way there was still some challenge, which is like, no, that's not that's not how this should go. Right, and not, no. not to mention yeah. like a lot of time the, the the in the racing games, like the computer would take sharp turns, like it was nothing. Oh, oh yeah. my God, so true. Like like immaculate handling, just just yeah, it's like no flawless. no issue. Flawless. Yeah. If you try to play like turns. Gran Turismo on the first on PlayStation One, and you're like, "Dude, that's some horseshit." These cars are making these turns really perfectly, and when mm-hmm. I push right on the joystick, I spin out, I go all over the fucking place. Yep, there's some cheating happening. So yeah, I mean, if the game's cheating anyway, I mean, you know, I, I'm why, not gonna feel bad about it, right? I mean, why can't we cheat? I mean, right. we can. We we, we, we can. should. Let's do it. Let's do I it. Let's cheat. just do it. So we're gonna talk about, uh, we're gonna talk about like inputable cheats, which is like basically like you no, know, you take control or like say do the Konami code, as an example. Right. 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 So yeah. So yeah. Up, that. up, and down, then, down. Then, Something yeah. you pressing like at the title screen, and you know some right. combination of, right. of buttons or whatever. Right. And and a lot of, and uh, there's also like in passwords, you type in like certain things, and you can either unlock sound tests or. Uh, uh, choose a level or or whatever and yeah, sometimes there'd be other characters that were hidden behind yeah uh, unlockable secrets like i mean i think we would just call them more of a secret than a cheat but it's the same sort of a thing where you're doing something the game didn't tell you it could even do and it, it plays different now and it's it's just so fun yep right exactly so fun to so fun. i mean back back in the Dizzy, when you would learn about this kind of ooh, stuff, like ooh. from word of mouth, yeah. it was so neat. Yeah. And, and like sometimes some kid would be like, I just, and sometimes it'd be full of shit. Like I remember this this one time, some kid was like, I think it was like sixth grade, and the kid's like, he's like, oh my god, I I I discovered the most amazing thing in the first Ninja Turtle game that like if you're like Leonardo and you're outside of the second sewer and you're standing next to the big dam and you have to press like up down left right left right left right right left up b a b a left left right left left it was like forty two I I don't remember what it was but it was like amazing and I did it really was like really really hard to do but I did it and you could like go right to the end of the game and with like all your turtles and your life it's like shut up you didn't do this get instantly transported into the game the game like but that's what would happen like people. People would just like lie about shit, so you never oh, knew. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, "Is this real? Can I really go home and do this?" Like, wait, how do you right. how do you spell Justin Bailey again? Like, right. is, it, is there right. an I E? What? Right, right. I want to like briefly just mention this this really funny story because it does include inputable cheats. Um, there was this I forget which magazine this was from. I don't think it was Nintendo Power. Some other gaming. Uh, magazine for uh, TMNT 2 the arcade game if you're you're at the title screen and if you do this insane button combination like it's impossible to pull it off before it, it switches over to the demo uh, the, the the idea was to unlock Simon Belmont and you play a Simon <laughs> Belmont oh yeah game. right yeah <laughs> and and of course no us kids being, you know, inc- incredibly stupid, right? Kept trying and trying, and trying for and full like, of infinite for like hope. hours, and then and then and then one of us was like, "Oh, look who's from April F. Ools." Uh. <laughs> oh, oh, now 
it makes yeah. sense. God damn it. Pretty funny. And the funny thing is, they showed pictures of Simon Belmont attacking yeah. uh, the, the Foot Clan. And this and was, was before like, wow, you could, it was, like, Photoshop stuff. It, it, it fooled. It fooled. It fooled, it fooled, fooled a lot. Everybody. Fooled a lot. Yeah, that yeah, April well. fooled y'all. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we weren't we weren't thinking in terms of that as being a thing. Like you just and and the pictures look like crap because every picture looked like crap because yeah. the only way to take a picture is with a camera. Like oh, if you're screwed. right, photograph your TV. So, yeah, so, <laughs> I remember so, there was a bunch so of like fake cheats floating around for Mario Kart 64 that were like all these friggin' unlockable characters. But I remember there was one that I like, I kind of believed and I, cause some of them just sounded so insane, but I, the one the I really one remember. Sniff it from Mario to the one red sniff it. One red sniff. Yes. No, 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 <laughs> yeah. no, you could play. They said you could play as Koopa Troopa in Mario 64. If you, if you drove on Koopa beach, like, backwards and drove over every single red crab oh my god i remember this i remember i remember trying to do this right we had this huge freaking thing from gamewinners.com remember game winners oh my god gamewinners.com so they they, in the end they they did not win in the end they (laughs) they had like they were a freaking sweet resource back in the day but they were not curated um and yeah, I was like, "Oh man, that's so believable!" Like I could totally, I'd, I'd buy that. And we I, we tried that, and it didn't work at all. And uh, <laughs> you know, it's like that era of just you know fake cheats and shit. But there were plenty that were real. There were plenty of real cheats mm-hmm. uh, right. and and codes and all that other kind of shit. So I mean, I think we have to talk about like the most well known code ever, ever, which I alluded yes. to. But yeah, Joe, let us yes. inform us. Oh, I will inform you. Up and down the street. I will inform up, up, you. Up, down, down the street. Up, up, down, down. Left, right, left, right. <laughs> BA street. Okay. So it's a long street. Street. So we're that here. was the, the so that was the, the Konami code. Up, oh, up down, oh, down, left, right, left, right. Oh, BA. Oh. Okay. The oh. so, so that, code. that was the so that's the, the Konami code. And what's cool is that, uh, well, Konami was like well known for like you know, adding this code in in a lot of their games, like like Turtles Three. Um, Contra, the most infamous one was Contra. Um, Gradius, like if you if you pause the game and then you, then you did the code, then you would have all the power ups. Mm-hmm. And I think if you did it again, if you if you hit select instead of start, you self destruct. <clears throat> Excuse me, or something like that. I could be wrong, but there 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 is a Gradius game where where you can. Yeah, I remember something like that. That yeah, sounds right. Yeah. Um, I think with Turtles 2, the arcade game, you just get, um, 10 lives. Um, with TMNT 3, the Manhattan Project, if you did that code at the character select screen, which is kind of weird, um... No, it was not the character select screen. It was. It was the, uh... I... Okay. Yeah, it was. I, I, I know it wasn't, but I mean, we can look it up. Well, we can fight anyways, about it. We can fight about it. Yeah, this that'll be the, the entire the, episode. The virtual hand. But anyways, at some point <laughs> in the game, you type in the, the Konami code, and and <laughs> right. you can uh, you can unlock the sound test. Uh, you can uh, input how many lives you want. I think it goes up to like nine or something. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, level select. I mean that's yeah, that's that was cool. the best thing. The freaking stage select. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, it's a Nintendo game. You don't get to 
ever just try a freaking stage it's like you got to start from the beginning right play until you get to that stage whatever like there's so few stage selects in nintendo i mean for back back then i mean beat-em-ups like that were pretty long i mean turtles 2 wasn't that long but turtles Mm -hmm. 3 was i felt was pretty long for Mm -hmm. for a beat-em-up um, yeah, I mean, it was it was a decently long game, and I mean, it even had like a twist in the middle, like of you know the storyline. It totally changed. Like you yeah. thought the whole game was going to be about the shrunken city, and and then it's like halfway through, it's like, oh no, it's not about that. That was just a diversion. So I mean, it was right. really a fun freaking game, I, yeah, I and there's some decent like cutscenes and that made it fun to be able to just go right to whatever level had the cutscene and just play from there or if you just really liked playing a certain boss or something like that right right so uh if you're looking for a little deep dive on the the konami code we do have a crow's nest dedicated to the konami code and that is from season three and it's cleverly titled the Konami code. So I Oh, have, I mean, how do we I, even come up with this stuff? We are right. so just we're, like we're just, we set trends. We blaze we trails. Trends. We are we're just too smart. It's it's hard to be on our level. Really. We're, so we're clever, too smart you know? for podcasting. Yes. Hmm. For sure. uh, too I mean, smart for podcast. That's yes. what I I like to tell myself anyway. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, check out yes. that uh Crow's Nest from last year we did. Uh, that was actually pretty fun. We fun. Did, talked about tons of different games that use Konami yeah. code. There are over a hundred, over one hundred. Unbelievable. That's a lot. Anyway, pretty cool it's, stuff. So yeah, different. definitely the granddaddy of all input codes that I think everybody thinks about is the Konami code. Yes. So, yep. Yeah. It's very, so very infamous cool. that even the Play School video game controller toy for babies has the konami has code the konami code it. yep <laughs> and it makes a difference and it actually works when you do it when you <laughs> when you put in the konami code it makes a difference sound it acknowledges that you did it i think it's pretty freaking nuts i think alexa says something if you say it too oh yeah i'm pretty sure yeah hmm. i don't I, I don't remember exactly. I'm pretty, sure, Alexa, I'm pretty so. sure she said something. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. So it's it's so. But I mean, the point is, uh, yeah, it's bled into other non-video game things that people yes. are fans and they just work it in. Right. To whatever. Right. Just yeah. like no other code is like that. That's so yeah. bizarre. There's just the Konami code. I the mean, code but Contra has its like own legacy. Yeah, like you said, you know, you mentioned Contra. That was the first one to use it, though. So it does go back to the yeah. original Contra. Yeah, I think it's either Contra or Gradius. One I two. read it was Contra today. Was it Contra? Okay. Yeah. There's a there's a fun Konami code uh, usage in Metal Gear Solid 2 before we just, you know, talk about the Konami code forever. But in Metal Gear Solid 2, <laughs> after you beat a certain chapter, if you uh if you enter the Konami code uh when there's like a a, me- a certain message on screen after beating it, Solid Snake goes, what do you think you're doing? Or stop fooling around, kid. And then uh. you can't use it anymore. <laughs> like it's it's a one and doing? done. <laughs> what do you think you're doing? That's doing funny. That's funny. Yeah. All right, let, let's That's move on awesome. to the to the the next one. Yeah. Parasite Steve. 
All right. So I think, uh, you know, we, we can just kind of go kind of rapid fire on this, but, <clears throat> you know, obviously, you know, I'm going to say a, a little something about this game. One of my favorite NES games, the Guardian Legend. I'm going to p- actually talk about, uh, uh, I'm going to talk about the game now, and I'm going to talk about it in the second half as well. Um, because there are both types of uh, both types of cheats, the kind you input and the kind you you type a password. Um, so this one um, is is pretty interesting, although it is it is just a sound test. But I never knew about this until today. Uh, I have never yeah, never heard of this ever done this yeah, sound test before, and I can't do it because I don't have um, an old NES anymore. I just have the the mini, and I'm sure there's no way to get this to work. But Ooh. if if you hold down A and B, and then you have to hit reset on the NES, that's the that's the censure. It you gotta have that physical uh-huh. button. The sound test. That's so cool. That's, that game has great music. Kind of oh, for sure. awesome. Yeah, I I I just am elated that there's like this thing I, I don't know that i never knew about i i love this game it's just so great i'll talk yeah. more about it later because uh the gameplay actually comes in more with the second half thing that i have but yeah pretty cool yeah just a quick quick old quick little sound test yeah. for you Absolutely. nice the guardian legend the guardian yes. legend yes. uh well i will i will fire off another one for the nes this is from bubble bobble uh, and this is allowing you to access like a a sharing of lives feature. So hmm. if one player dies and runs out of lives and the other one is still going strong, the person who died can press start and select um, to revive themselves. Uh, and they will, you know, steal the other person's life. Hmm. Um, I feel like if, if it was just start or a or something, it wouldn't really be as much of a code, but like the fact that it's start and select, that's mm-hmm. not something that you would innately do. So it's kind of right. cool. You know, right. it like helps you to figure out like, all right, cool. We can keep going. Um, we can keep playing together if if you know it. And Bubble Bobble is one of the like best, most fun cooperative NES games for two people. I think you know, so. I, I feel like there's so many cooperative games where you like either get in each other's way or like the like you know, one person is scrolling the screen and the other person just keeps falling off ledges and it's you know frustrating but with bubble bubble yeah. the love the screen is just locked and yeah. you, you know you both right. get to play around so it's it's always been super fun um so knowing about that sharing lives is really cool that's a great yeah, feature. absolutely yeah. absolutely i do i Very do useful. remember using this and i remember learning about it way after i had played it a ton and thinking like oh that is so cool and then i i remember like trying to do it one time like oh not really remembering what do you do and i'm like oh is it just and and i remember we got it to work one time and uh and then just i don't know we weren't i mean it's if it's just literally start and select that's so silly but i i remember getting it to work one time and and then couldn't get it to work after that or something or maybe we didn't try that hard but it's funny right. and it is it is a cool very different thing that does help you in normal gameplay. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Very yeah. useful. Yeah. Really I know helpful. Like, like some, some Konami games do something similar, but the, the, you, don't, you don't like hit select or anything. You just like, like if you're doing a two player, like in Contra or 
Turtles 3 or whatever, if mm-hmm. one player is out of lives, but the other player has, like, three, just hit, like, the A button, and they just steal a life. And... Mm. Yeah. Yep. Life stealing is definitely... It's like, I don't life know. Life stealing it's is things... like a lifesaver. <laughs> for one of you. <laughs> for one of but for the other one, you're like, man, you keep dying. You're, like, eating all my lives, dude. The <laughs> dude. Delicious. Heck, man. Dude. Delicious. Mm. Yes, yes. You know what else is delicious? Blood. I love blood. Human lives. Usually we <laughs> get one. In Bubble Bobble, you can steal them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Good one. That's cool. That's yeah. a very good one. Yeah. Um. So my, my next one would be my favorite yeah. game. So much fun. So much fun. Very glitchy because the game was rushed, but... I don't care. I still love it. Uh, that'd be Mega Man Three, and uh, I remember accidentally discovering these these little cheats. It was like before, like I never had the Nintendo Power or or anything like that. It was completely by accident. And uh, one of those things is the high jump. And if you hold down the the right button on the D pad on the second controller, you jump like. St- Stupidly high, like off the screen high, and uh, you can do that. You can jump in, in into pits and not die. But if you jump out of the pit, you feel like you freaking skyrocket. It's pretty, yeah, pretty, pretty right. Cool. Just, just like, moon jump. Just yeah. It's like, it's like okay, uh, when is it coming down? <laughs> um, and the other thing was invincibility. And if you're, uh, if you're like. Uh, Doing the you're doing the the high jump trick and then if you jump in the pit and then you go right on controller two for a split second you'll hear the 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 death sound that you hear when you die, um, but you're not really dead. The music kind of like stops, and you can jump out of the pit, and you have no energy at all, and you can't shoot your your regular weapon, but you can use the the weapon energy from the bosses. Right, and uh, and you lose the invincibility if you collect uh, one of the 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 life, the en- energy. Yeah, if you get energy, then you're yeah. you're killable. Yeah, yep, yeah. It puts but yeah, you it's, back. It's I mean, this literally is the craziest, like it's weirdest, so weird glitch or code or or yeah. trick or whatever you want to call it. And I remember you calling me up and telling me about this and i'm like this is not gonna work what are you talking about i don't know how the hell you figured this out but this became like such a uh like a fun thing that i did so much that so so to be clear you said you know you have to hold right on second controller that's you have to hold it down forever so somebody has to like sit there while you're playing and just press right Right. The D-pad. Yep. yep. Or, um, or, or, so, or, gra- or grab an elastic. If you're by so, yourself. yeah, since that is just yeah. not practical, I, I always yeah. had a big elastic with an eraser. Yes. And I just, you know, had it wrapped like triple tight and it's pressing just right on the on the second controller. And and you could just do it, you know, like that. And uh, but yeah, if so, so like if you're in the pit, you got to like let up on that right just for like a, a like a split second yeah like just you press 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 and just go okay let it go and then press yep. it again like yep. real quick real quick and then what's 
It's it's uh, it's yeah. so weird. It's, really it's weird. so weird. It's but also it's funny too because fun. because you can keep doing that. Like if you do it like rapidly, you keep hearing the death sound like yeah. over and over. So so funny, so like singular in the world of video game tricks. Like it just it still blows my mind. It this is like my favorite video game trick ever. Like, oh yeah, it's just, I agree. It's Hands so yep. fun, mm-hmm. and it makes that game even more fun, more fun. even though it's yes. already my favorite. Mega right, Man as well. it's already for one many of the best Mega Man games. It's like even more better now. Yeah, it's like it's how, got the, the best how could it even get the, even more better? I mean, I mean, you know, even if you don't want to do the invincibility thing, because what I would do is I would switch to the rush coil. Yes. Which is just like you know, you summon him. He he, you know, he's gonna give you a spring jump. And yeah. Just ignore him, because because it Cause came with its shoot. own. Yes, yes. it came yeah, with its yeah. own mega blo- mega buster. It works just like the mega buster, um, but it would never actually drain the rush energy. What drains the rush energy is if you use actually the use jump. Him. Yeah, you right. Jump on rush. Yeah. You just so keep that summoning like, rush and then jumping over him to yep, not trigger it. That's what I yeah. always did. Yep. to play the game yep. as as the invincible version but it still is like it there was like some element of danger to it there was still like this is like this is, I'm, I'm tempting fate with this trick like <laughs> they're gonna find out man <laughs> <laughs> do you re- uh th- remember uh gemini man stage where you get to a point where uh yes you get, you get to uh proto man and he destroys like whatever thing he happens to yes. land on and you have to jump down i loved jumping over that right yeah you can that, never that's do another that. trick with this game you, that's... That. You, you can literally jump right over that with, mm-hmm. with ease with ease yeah because there what there is a way to do it i think if you get it just right you have to jump as the screen is about to scroll yeah and if you do it just right but it's just easier with the the high jump then yeah. you yeah. jump over him over proto man normally he has like the second where he just looks at you and you know you're like what's up dude i don't even know who you are because this is where he was like introduced as this game right. he was called he was, like, break he was man. break man right yeah and so he uh and then he blows up the section and lets you proceed yeah and um just kind of gives you a brief stare down but if you jump over the spot there's a there's a spot you can't really tell but there's a spot where the ground is not there even though it all looks the same. Yeah. And if you jump it perfectly, then you'll actually go down to go the right next screen yeah, and skip right that it. little screen. And the sound is completely screwed up for the rest yep. of the level if you do yep. that. And also it's uh it's graphically glitched too. It's 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 super, super weird. I I see I love these weird glitches. I, I, it, it yeah. adds, it adds such charm for me for Mega Man it, Three. It I, does, I love it. it does yeah. for sure, for sure. And yeah. Mega Man it, Three has the best bosses anyway, so everybody, yeah, yeah, everybody I can agree. just eat it. Keep your quick man. That's right. I love, I, I love, keep, I love the bosses in Three. Yeah, I love the bosses keep, in Three keep too. Keep your, 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 your lighter man. Oh, I mean, that's Heat Man. Yeah, I mean, Mega Man Three has Needle Man. He's the coolest <laughs> Mega Man boss. He's not. He's he's my least favorite. Obby. <laughs> he has the, he has a porcupine <laughs> enemy in his stage. He does. Okay, that that's is cool. Fun. That is cool. No, my no, least favorite. My least favorite's Top Man. Top Man can just goodbye. Yeah, but Mega yeah, Man fucking done. gets to dance. And it's the only. It's one of the very few times that they add a new sprite that we haven't seen before. 
to his yeah. just general yeah you know it's not him in a suit or him in a rush right just shooting a something. thing it's, just, it's like it's new. just him spinning yeah. the spinning graphic but they added yeah. those big tops in the level oh that yeah you spin around yeah, so right. so it's it you yeah. get both you get him spinning while jumping and spinning while standing it's kind of cool this this game's the only one that like uses yep. those frames Mega Man right. 3 is dope for it sure is dope. Love I it. love it dang it i love that nice yes such a next. good one next up um so i'm gonna uh give a shout out to a very important video game code if you were if you were a kid playing fighting games when mortal Kombat came out the original the only thing you wanted in the entire world is a is a home port of mortal Kombat. yes because you now, can never get a chance to play the arcade because everyone's <clears> swarming around it. And, you know, this was 16-bit era. Everybody's like, yeah, this is, like, kind of the same, right? And, like, you know, there are some ports that are pretty impressive. I mean, I yeah. still think Final Fight for Super Nintendo, other hmm. than only having one playable character at a time, which is terrible, is, like, a, an impressive port. And, you know, Turtles in Time is a, a very impressive port. Um uh, Battletoads and Battle Maniacs used some resources and it kind of looks almost as good as the arcade game. That's uh, a very different game, but there are some some like impressive, graphically impressive 16-bit games for sure. Mm-hmm. But Mortal Kombat is uh, not one of them. Um, so really, it just became about well, you know, this all this all this blood, all the blood and the guts and the, the violence, violence and all that blood, stuff. Yeah. So, you know, because up till then, you know, video games were pretty wholesome um, for the most part. You know, there's there's some Dr. Jekylls yeah. and Mr. Hyde's, but, you know, Castlevania's. But there's a, it's pretty, you know, it's a pretty wholesome environment, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, Mortal Kombat's coming out. So it's like, all right, we're all excited. And you got your Nintendo camp and you got your your, your Super Nintendo camp, I should say, and your Genesis camp, your Sega Genesis. We, uh, we all know which uh, camp Aldo is in. Um, and love you all though. Um, love you all and, though. And you know, I was I was very excited for the Super Nintendo version because you know, yes. obviously, it's going to graphically be better. And uh, it's uh, you know, they tell us, oh no, oh no, guess what, guys? If you're if you're a Nintendo fan, hoping for hoping for a good port of Mortal Kombat, you're going to get one without the blood. Without the blood, there there is there is mm-hmm. no way you're going to see the blood. It's going to be replaced with sweat. They just <laughs> colored it light yeah. gray, um, <laughs> and they're like, "It's God, sweat these now. sweaty fucks." Yeah, like all this sweaty fucks sweat everywhere. So yeah. gross. So anyway, um, and then they're like, "All right, so the Sega Genesis is going to have the blood because we're badass and we don't care." Um, uh, and and we're like, "Okay, well, I guess the Genesis one's the one to get then." But then they put it out and they had at the last second, they had some last minute uh, thoughts. And so they hid the blood behind a code. So there's the very infamous blood code for the original Mortal Kombat on the Genesis. And that is simply it's uh, simply I think all you do is pause it and you just enter A B A C A B B. And it would just unlock the blood, and there you go. I think you had to do it every time. I don't think there was any way to save it, or turn. Yeah. It wasn't like a toggle, but right. 
it was pretty easy to do. You learned it, and the glorious blood was all there. The funny the thing is, returns. all of the gore was not censored. So, like Sub Zero still ripping people's spines out. They're just, just sweaty spines. It's just sweaty spines. Yeah, <laughs> right. it's like what the hell is your problem? Makes sense and to then, me. And then by the time, and now this this has to enter into a segue because as Eight Bit Alchemy knows uh i had the sequel for the super nintendo uh mortal kombat 2 which is a much better port honestly yes. they they did a pretty decent job it's definitely and, my favorite out of all the other ones uh, out of all of the but, games like, like the like the original three before they went to 3d <clears throat> uh yeah i i agree i like mk2 the best yeah yeah um but yeah the uh the port was like pretty good like i i i thought it was a pretty solid port for the super nintendo um and they did just make it bloody they just said screw it you know like we don't right. actually care yeah, about y'all it's this. not really that big a deal we just want no. money and that's fine with me it's like is it really that big a deal when you're showing spines being ripped out anyway i mean come on give me a break right uh, yeah it's a weird line to just be like no yeah no pixels oh, that are, are red Right. Right. No it's like the, the graphic nature of the shit that's happening on screen is way more way worse, like, yeah. horrifying than just yeah. fucking yeah, it's like, red pixels. If it's, I mean, they, if they even you're changed the... uh, Sub Zero's fatality in the Super Nintendo one because he he would rip off someone's head and you know holding it up and the spine would be you know dangling down. So what they did was he would just freeze the enemy and then jump up to them and then punch them and then they would just shatter. Oh, that was oh, okay. So, oh, so I guess they did. They did change. That. Okay. Oh, yeah. huh. okay. I didn't know about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So anyway, uh, when I had Mortal Kombat two with the blood, uh, little eight bit alchemy was just like he was just like a four bit, and uh, he was just a. <laughs> I was a two bit alchemy. <laughs> he was uh, alchemy running around point. the house, and he's like, "Hey, what's with all this? What's all this red stuff?" And he's like, "What's with all this red stuff?" And I said, "I would say." What would I tell you? I'd say it well. You said it's Kool-Aid, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I've never actually thought about this memory until right now. But yeah, I used to say it was Kool-Aid. <laughs> I said, it's just Kool-Aid. And you're like, but even at like a really young age, you're like, I was, you're like, you, I was like, you totally mm. didn't buy it. You're like, mm, you're saying that, but I don't think it's Kool-Aid. And I'm like, no, it is. It's totally Kool-Aid. Um, I said they cool. all. <laughs> I said they all drank a bunch of Kool Aid before, and they're all just full of Kool Aid, and they're just beating the Kool Aid at him. They're <laughs> bang, <laughs> beat the Kool Aid right out of that guy. Um, like and you just, you're just like, you're just like, I don't think it's Kool Aid. Like you didn't, you didn't actually come out and say that it was blood, but you're like, you're like Stephen, I don't believe you. It's not, <laughs> it's not Kool Aid. And then I just resumed um, running around with Sabah. Just yeah. running around with my Power Rangers toys. Uh, oh my god, so so freaking funny though. But um, that's hilarious. And I I tried to drive it home too. I'm like, oh, you want to play the Kool Aid game? And you're like, it's not, it's not Kool Aid. I don't believe. Stop you. selling this you, product, Steve. You keep selling this, and I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. That's a wicked funny. Oh man. All right, that's Damn, that's blood was, code. The infamous was, blood code blood and code. the anecdote that that was spawned from it. That was a sharp cookie, I guess. Uh, that's so funny. Um, 
All right. Yeah. So uh, I will do I'll do another code here. Uh, so this one I remember doing all the time, all the friggin time. And it was one of those codes that I remember reading on like online on game winners, whatever. Uh, this is for the game Star Wars Shadows of the Empire for the N64. A beloved game, despite it being quite janky, but beloved. Um, but there was this really specific, weird-ass code that you could do to access the debug menu. And anybody who read it would think it was full of shit. 100%, they'd be like, no, no way. There's no way this works. But it, it completely does. Uh, and you have to start a game, and you have to name your save file specifically as Wampa Stompa, which is like period, capital W, A-M-P-A, period, period, capital S-T-O-M-P-A, Wampa Stompa. And then once you name your file that, when you get into the game, you have to pause the game once you like had full control of the character. And then you had to... Now, you guys know the N64 controller. It was lousy with buttons, there's so yes. many buttons all over this fucking thing. Yeah. You have to hold down all of them. You have to hold down all the C buttons, L, R, and Z, and left on the D-pad. Left on the D-pad. So your your hands are contorted in this in- insane friggin' shape. And then the only way I could do this was I had to use my face for the last part of it because I had no <laughs> other part of my hands to do this with. And I did this code. You got no other couches to go behind. And no other couches to go behind. (laughs) So the next part, once all that shit's held down, you had to tilt the control stick halfway to the left until you hear a beep. So, like, you would have all this held down. And then with my face, I would lean into the joystick and just be like, like like part way tilt it. And then it would tilt to the left. And then you would hold it for five seconds. You'd hear bonk and i'm like okay and then you'd have to do it to the right bonk and then you had to do that like five times half tilting it to the left and right and then of and then finally you would get bonk and then the screen would show debug mode and you had access to frigging everything you could go to any level in the game you could fly infinitely you could pass through walls you could change like the color of the fog you could give yourself all the weapons you could do anything and it was the best because that game had really big levels that you could only get to certain parts of that they wanted you to go to but there were always doors and places and things that like you know you could see you just couldn't access and so Mm -hmm. i loved messing around with this debug code and like in the first level there's a hangar and you can see a ship like take off and blast down this hangar and then by the time it gets to the end the doors have closed and you never get to go out there but if you do the debug code you can just phase through the hangar doors and there's like you know miles of just like open snowy area and then eventually you get you you can get way out there and i'm pretty sure you can find the ship just like sitting out there and it was really fun i mean i i messed around with this code way more than anything else in i that i remember um and it just seems like such baloney it just does not seem like a real code at all. It's too specific, but it totally right. works. It's it's a lot now, of fun. No, it sounds is, really painful, so I hope it was worth it. It was totally worth it. <laughs> so 
is the uh am i remembering this right or is this just like a dream i had is there like a room full of wampas that you can find that are in cages that you can go in and actually see the wampas but normally you wouldn't encounter them but that was planned and they just abandoned it or something like this so kinda yes um so there is there is a you know in the first level the wampas eventually get released but if mm-hmm. you use the debug code to walk through the walls before the wampas are released i don't think they're aggressive i don't think they harm you i think they just stand there um because i remember being able to look at the wampas like really closely uh, and normally you're just like running away from them or trying to kill them. Um, and then there was also like one very specific balcony in the first level that you needed to be able to jetpack up and have walk through walls to get to, which you you will never have the jetpack in that first stage. You don't get it there. Um, and if you if you did the debug code and got up there, it was like a small room, you know, that they had built mm-hmm. up there, but there was there was no point to it. Um, but it was neat it was kind of like i don't know there's a channel on youtube called boundary break and their whole deal is to take the camera like all over the place in games and find you know just like interesting weird stuff and this was essentially scratching that itch you know of like oh i can just explore anywhere and and you you know find all kinds of weird stuff that, that that's in the game that you'd never get to see but i digress shadows of the empire debug mode is legit really fun nice super cool um to go back uh to settle this so turtles 3 the debug type code that stage select we were talking about uh no fisticuffs are necessary so joe you said it's at the player select screen which is actually true but um boy was i did i think you mean meant the character select screen there is a essentially uh, if you press start once it'll say player one or player two game like you're you're saying if you want it oh to yeah, be a yeah one player or a yeah. two player game that is where you do it i knew it yeah. wasn't at the character select screen in yeah. a million years yeah. but it was technically this game has a select player one or player two um which really just feels like the start screen really it's yeah. but it, it is you are selecting player one or player two yeah but, so, like the only so thing you, is it's like to be fair like, that's where it is yeah um and you don't know if you actually input the code correctly because you don't get any beeps or boops and you'll you'll Bonk. know it works like once you select your character then it'll go right to right uh, so you have to yeah select i remember like it being a little challenging to to do fast because i i did this all the time this was also uh one of my favorite nes codes was that turtles 3 i really did do it a lot i loved playing with it but yeah it was um sometimes the if you were took too long the the intro movie would start playing again yeah (laughs) and then you have to press start okay get back to the player select screen and if you do it right yeah you press start and then it goes to the character select screen you just choose your turtle and then yeah and then it, you find out if it works it's so weird yeah but anyway so, Anywho, uh, yeah so star wars shadows of the empire that is a that is a fun thing that i never played with that debug code at all i don't think i knew about it until you found out about it way later or something 
Yeah, I, I don't think just I ever get, like, played game, around with it. Gamewinners.com, just what messing a around pain trying in stuff. Ass to to yeah. freaking do that, my god! It's insane. Yeah. I mean, it really is. It is the single most wild, you know, code that actually works. You know, when I yeah. remember reading it and just fully believing, I'm like, this, this will not work. Mm. I, I've seen the Mario Kart tricks. You know, I've seen all this other stuff, and then you know, it's like I tried it enough times, and then I then I got that first bonk, and I was like, mm. holy shit it made a noise like i'm doing it right and and then you know yeah, the rest was history and once i could do it the mm-hmm. first time i'm like oh man <laughs> right watch out mm-hmm. <laughs> right that's awesome space balls <laughs> what do you out. got joseph so i have super c which is my favorite contra game super serial yeah super serial so there's actually two one is not technically it's not a cheat but it's a sound test and all you do is at the tile screen you just hold down b a and start and okay. instead of starting the game the the menu will just change to the sound test well you still have the the super c logo on the screen um which i love doing because i i just adore the music in that game it's so good oh yeah and uh and the next code is actually for 10 lives um, and not, not 30. So this code, I like to call call it the uh, the Konami code diet or sugar-free. <laughs> yeah, Konami diet, code. Konami code. Uh, Just one so so what you do is at the at the tile screen, you, you press right, left, down, up, B, A, and start. And for two players, you do the same code, but, you pre- but instead of pressing A right away, uh, no, I'm sorry. After you press A, you hit select and then start. Right. So that's yeah, so this is like you assume it's just the Konami code for the second contract, and right. it's not. And it's, it's a not. different code. It's the sugar-free Konami code. It's sugar-free. Yeah. yeah Zero dude. calorie Konami Zero calorie. code. For sure. 20 less guys. Not <laughs> worth it. <laughs> nope. I mean, I not never I mean, I could I'll never take the full off, fat. But... I'll take the full fat Konami code every give me that, time. Give me that whole yeah. Konami code. Yes, mm. I, want the, I want the deliciousness. I want the sugar. I want the mm-hmm. sugar rush. Sugar. For sure. Yeah, sugar in water. Bigger yes. bug. Yes. Like, I want that that uh, co- like Konami code throwback. I want the real sugar. The full, <laughs> sugar. Throw, throwback Konami code. Throwback. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, so I mean, not, not much to say about that. Just 10 lives and, yeah. and, you know, the game's awesome, so whatever. Yeah, one of your yeah. favorites. Yeah. My nice. go-to Contra game. Yeah. Yes. Nice, dude. Okay, so parasite? I have uh, what's that? What you got, parasite? I got one from the N sixty four, much as Tim just had. Uh, Goldeneye is a game that some gamers might remember. Um, this is just a really infamous fun uh, mode that Goldeneye had that I think a lot of people rem- rem- remember. And there is actually a code to access this early, uh, and that that is DK mode, um, and that is where all of the characters will get giant heads and super long arms to sort of resemble, I guess, Donkey Kong, if you squint real hard. Right. Um, <laughs> to be, the thing to, is, to, to note is that like both games were made by the same company. Okay. Oh, that's true. So, so that's right? probably why the intention was done anyway. Okay. 
So uh, the thing is, like, you can unlock this because in GoldenEye, like, you could, you know, you you could toggle things on and off for codes and cheats and stuff like that. Um, and this is just one of those weird things. There is a code to do it. It's it's absurd, but uh, you know, if if you really needed to do it right away, you have to press L and R plus up. The C, so C remember N sixty four has that little C joystick. So it's L and R plus up, then C right, R plus left, R plus up, up by itself, R plus right, up by itself, L and R plus C down, L and R down, <laughs> just left, then just right, and then C left. Like, come N64 on. N64 with their horseshit codes. It's just right? ridiculous. Right. You have the worst controller for this. This is the dumbest right. I, shit. I don't, got, I don't got time for this. Don't, don't no add. Don't get that. the C joystick involved. It has nothing to do with out. this. Yeah. Get out of here. Just just God. put it on the freaking oh. D-pad, for God's sakes. For fuck's uh, sakes. Yeah. Anyway, but, you know, I mean... I think it's a fun mode that people would remember, though. But I don't know if people yeah. knew about the stupid code. I, but there I is had never one. heard of this mode. Yeah. Yeah. But pretty cool. Yeah. yeah pretty fun. Um, For sure. Also on the N64, uh, one of my favorite games on this system from the fine makers of Grand Theft Auto 3. Uh, this is Space Station Silicon Valley. And uh, I've talked about this game before. I won't get into too much detail on it because I'll go on and on and on and on. Uh, but yeah, it's a game where you play as this little microchip guy and you run around the space station taking control of robotic animals and using their unique abilities to solve puzzles and beat levels. And it has a rocking soundtrack. And by rocking, I mean it's jazzy and like it it it's bopping. It's like it's just like you can't play this game and not be like. Like just constantly just <laughs> bopping out. Uh, but anyway, I used to rent this game a lot. And I felt like cheat codes were something I would use so much on rentals. Um, and, you know, the game would get difficult later on. So uh, there was actually a cheat code that you could do if you went onto the, like, you know, the save file select screen, essentially. Um, and if you pressed up, down, LZ, down, up, Z, and down, uh, you would unlock all of the levels for one given, like, world. So the level, the game had four worlds. And so if you unlocked all the levels for world one, you could just beat the last level to unlock the first level of world two. And then you could do the code again to unlock all the levels of world two. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, it was it was fun because there was plenty of levels I couldn't beat, but it was just uh, the type of game where I loved going in and seeing what animals were in what levels and just like messing around like a big playground. Like that, that was the era of me playing games when I didn't care about beating them. I was just like having fun, which isn't mm, a thing I know weird. how to do anymore. That's not um, what video games. Yeah, are it's, for. it's like it's it's just I I just love lost that. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, Space Station Silicon Valley gets a shout out for having a, a fun code and being an awesome game on the N64. Nice, nice, yeah, and yeah nice, know, nice cool. guy. Nice. Very cool. All right. So next up, I have Sonic the Hedgehog, the original, and uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about the uh, the the whole debug mode. Nice. So on the title screen, you press up C, down C, left C, right C, A, and start. 
and you keep holding the A button down until Sonic appears on the screen. And this mode is very unique and allows you to cycle between various background objects and enemies from any given level and place them wherever you want, which is like so crazy. So much, so much fun. It's so Yeah, so it's like gives you the keys to the castle. Yeah, yeah. basically. It's like Mario Maker, kinda. <laughs> Not really, but like Not you really, can, yeah. like it's it's like that sort of a feeling though. It's like you can go through and just make new platforms and put spikes where there weren't spikes and put enemies where there aren't enemies and it's really weird. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's really Sonic cool. like you can like I think when you press like A when you know when it works cuz I used to do this code a lot but I yeah. kind of forgot how it exactly worked so I watched a video on it today. And uh it's like Sonic kind of moves like a cursor yeah. when you press A or something. <clears throat> and uh, it just literally just feels like a cursor. It's like, okay, where, where you know, he turns into a ring. That's what it is. Turns into a ring. That's the first yep. like object that you cycle through. And, uh, and then you can keep pressing like B or something and it'll cycle through background objects and enemies and whatever. Some of the objects you cycle through don't even make sense. It's like a partially destroyed wall or something like that there's some things that if you place them it doesn't work right yeah it's very strange i i don't remember trying this like and then beating levels to get to like anywhere else besides green hill zone but i assume that since all of the things you could cycle through are from green hill zone that if you just played the game while that was like activated, I guess if you got to like the marble marble zone or whatever it's called, would probably have all stuff from that place. But yeah. I don't really know. I never. Yeah, it's probably just really cycling through all the assets it. like in the given level. Of that that's what I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. Really weird. Very weird. I kind of wish they would make make a game like that. Kind of would, like you said with Mario Maker. They'd make a Sonic a, Maker. A Sonic Maker, yeah. Yeah. I yeah, I'm I mean sure Mario Maker well. was was such a great, you know, idea and I feel like it's just like I want to apply it to everything. Castlevania right. Maker, you know, there's a Mega Man Maker yeah. that was a fan game thing, but Yeah. Yeah, right? It's like, oh, just do this for everything. Totally. Right. Yeah, it's sure. just so funny like, you know, seeing that input is like, oh my god, upsy downsy lefty rightsy. Like it all came back. Yeah. Like, oh my God. <laughs> like, none of these other ones are like ringing any bells as far as the input goes, except for Konami. But I couldn't have told you what it was before, but hearing it now, it's like, oh my God. Upsy down, That's so funny. Yeah. I totally had that memorized and did it a million times, probably. I don't know. But yeah. Yeah. That is a fun one. Yeah. Wicked cool. Indeed. Um, I will. Uh, I think. I think this might be the last code for this yep. for this chunk Close of the episode. This out. Okay. Yes. All right. Cool. Uh, so uh, I will talk about another game that we alluded to, sort of, kinda. Uh, uh, we'll talk about Donkey Kong Country. Um, and uh, on the screen of the game, where you select your 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 save file again, um, you actually have to highlight again? the option to er- again. <laughs> again? You have to highlight the option to erase your game which is just a thing I don't think most people ever wanted to do. 
Um, and then when you are highlighting the erasure data, you can then put in a variety of different codes to do different things. Uh, you can press B, A, down, B, up, down, down, Y, A, to be able to switch between Donkey Kong or Diddy Kong at will, which was not something that you could do in the first game. Uh, you could press down, A, R, B, Y, down, A, Y for a music test, which is sick because who doesn't want to just sit there and listen to Donkey Kong Country music all day? Literally no one. No one can say anything. Everyone wants to do that. Uh, and then there's also the code B-A-R-R-A-L, which for those of you who can spell, kind of spells barrel and gives you mm -hmm. 50 lives, which is neat. I'll take it. Very yeah. neat and very useful. Although it's weird that they had the code be barrel because... I mean, I, I know what I know, right? I get it. Like, they're spelling words with the face buttons. Yeah. But the, the free lives in that game were actually balloons in the shape of Donkey Kong's head. So, hmm. you know, I don't know. It doesn't have been I'm, balloon. I'm, I'm just being a dick. Uh, but yeah, so that's the, <laughs> the, the codes for Donkey Kong Country, which I'm sure a lot of people don't realize. Uh, yeah. Because that erase button yeah, is know. not a button you want to go near. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Pretty cool. Sure. Yeah. I didn't know about those at all. No idea, and I played that game yep. to death. Oh yep. my god! Right? Yep, such a good game. Such a good game. Yeah. All right. Nice. All right. Awesome guys. That's really cool. Really cool. So it's about that time uh, that we're going to take a little short break. But before we do, we have something for you guys to octoponder. Hmm. Yes. Hmm. That octoponder is D. Did you use cheat codes to help you in tight spots, or did you only use them just to have some more fun with the game? Hmm. So, why don't you guys ponder that, and we'll get right back. We'll give you guys our, our answers, and then uh, we'll read off your answers after this short break. Hello, and welcome to the Dorkening Podcast Network. Press pound to hear the available shows. That Strange Show, Throwdown Thursday, Loose Cannon with Jar Jar Jeremy, Three Guys That Horror, The New and Improved Super Retro Throwback Reviews The Audio Files 2.0. This is probably one of Dwayne's worst films. Yeah, he's allowed to have a tooth fairy every now and then, sure. Yeah, this is a tooth fairy and then some because it does not show the monsters tearing up buildings until the... Last 20 minutes of the movie. That That's what right. the game is. It's fucking monsters tearing up a fuck, it's a fucking city. Secret Underground Hideout. Cinema with Harrison Smith. Dorks the Podcast. The Dorkening. Black and White Fright. The Wicked Horror Show. Subscribe to all these awesome shows anywhere podcasts can be found. For more information, check out thedorkening.com. Hey, what's going on? I'm Steven. And I'm Ron. And we're the hosts of the Super Retro Throwback Reviews Audio Podcast. If you like to hear the latest pop culture news with some smart-ass commentary as well as the latest movie reviews, then check us out. Also, we're a multi-award-nominated podcast, so we're doing something right. God knows how that happened. So check us out on all major podcasts and distributors, and check out Super Retro Throwback Reviews on all social media platforms. Hi, this is Stan Bush from Transformers the Movie, and you're listening to Retro Red Octopus. You got the touch. Yeah. 
ready to do some bacon? It's about that time where we ask you, the audience, to octo-ponder this. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, before we took that break, we asked you beautiful people out there this octo-ponder question, which was, did you use cheat codes to help you in tight spots, or did you only use them to have fun with the codes? So I will start off. And I'm just going to say a bit of both. There were definitely times where I, in order to progress, I had to use some type of code. And most of the time, it would just be for fun. Like with the whole Mega Man 3 thing. Like that, for me, that's more fun. Mm hmm. Yep. And no, like, like, like what Ape Alchemy said earlier is like, no, you just don't care about beating a game at a certain point and you just want to have fun. And right. That's yeah. Game is supposed to be fun. So why not take advantage of the glitches and codes and all that fun stuff? All right. Uh, Ape Bit Alchemy. Yeah. I mean, I'd say, I'd say it's a bit of both, but I mean, I think more often than not, I use them because I was stuck in a game. Um, you know, yep. the debug code in, in Star Wars is definitely the one I, I just remember having fun with. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I remember even using, you know, stuff like Game Genie and whatnot to try and help me beat. Like, I used to rent Super Nintendo games a lot. And I don't know, like, the games I would rent were always so difficult. Like, I would play Pocky mm. and Rocky and Twisted Tales of Spike McFang and yeah. all, all these other games that were, like, so cutesy and games that I really wanted to play, but I they were really hard. Um, and I remember, you know, doing codes to either get like, you know, infinite lives or invincibility or stuff like that, just so that I could see more of the game because I just thought it yeah. was a, a cool game that I couldn't see a lot of. And yeah. so, you know, in those instances, like stuff like that, I was like, you know, I need this to help. Um, and I think with Contra too, I, like I, you know, would I, I remember playing it with my mom a bit and, and always putting in the code and being yeah, like we gotta mm -hmm. get the lives you know you gotta get the extra lives uh because it's just like why not it'll help you get farther but yeah oh that's that's me nice parasite steve yeah same sort of thing like definitely remember uh having a lot of fun with just random codes like we're saying with the sonic and like you know different different little modes like that that were accessible or a stage select that's always going to just be really fun or even a sound test <clears throat> definitely fun to just mess around with something you you feel like you're not supposed to be able to do um always always was just extra fun but you know contra always put in the code because why not get 30 guys i mean it, it is a hard game um uh another one that i i feel like i needed absolutely needed it for um and i i saved it for just now so uh this is x-men 2 clone wars for the genesis oh yeah um i was really a big fan of this game i mm -hmm. played it to death it's still one of my favorite genesis games um i i think it's a really solid marvel game honestly a really yep. solid x-men game great characters amazing sprites oh my god really yeah, really amazing really sprites. some of the animations in that game beast beast is beast run cycle so good is incredible 
Yes. It's such an amazing fluid animation. He he like is kind of bounding on on you know hands and feet. Yeah. And it's just an incredible animation, really really good. But anyway, lots of great characters and then you can unlock Magneto. So anyway, I played this game so so much and it was very long. It really yes. was. It really was a very long game. And I I got to the point where I could get to the I was determined to beat it. And I could get to the last level without dying. And that that took a while to be able to get that good. Yeah. But I, right. I could do it. I would use certain characters for certain parts, and I could get to the last level, not without continuing, without dying. And still, I could not beat the last level. The last level is just a, a series of boss fights it starts with the i guess it's supposed to be the queen brood alien yeah, right okay, but yeah. she's just a robot for no reason i don't know why but That's um right. still a pretty cool uh graphic doesn't look anything like the brood really the super nintendo queen brood and in oh, uh that one cyclops that graphic damn is dude. way better from mutant apocalypse but anyway but this yeah. one was like around the same time so they just like yeah we'll we'll do a brood too <laughs> throw in the queen brood but anyway um she's randomly got like a gun tail i don't know what the hell that's about <laughs> anyway i could not beat the brood i couldn't i couldn't beat her and that's not the end of of the of that level then it opens up and it's like you have to beat clones because the game's called clone wars there is no other part of the game that has anything to do with clones in any way. They called it Clone Wars. And, oh, yeah, finally, if you get to the end and you beat the Brood Queen, then you see the clones. And it's literally you just have to fight a boss version of each playable character, counting Magneto. So I think there's six total playable characters counting magneto so that means you have to beat the queen brood and like cyclops gambit nightcrawler wolverine magneto psylocke is that it beast so there's so. at least seven there's at least seven and i don't think yeah, I'm, i think like that's it i think it's six plus magneto you have to beat all of those in one go. Like that's that's the last level. It's this grueling like boss rush, and it's it's so freaking hard. Yeah, and I could on my own, I could never even get past the brood. She's at the beginning, she's the first thing you have to do, and then then you go and you have to defeat all the all the clones. Ooh. Um, right, right. so there's a 99 lives code. You pause the game, you press down plus C, up, left, up, right, right, C. And you get 99 lives. And I remember it took me over 30 tries to beat the last level. And that's as someone who could get to the last level right, like you're, without you're good dying. At the game. And yeah. it wasn't just once. I, I, I was able to consistently get to the last level without dying over and over. I, yeah. I, I got to the point where I was trying it like day after day. Um, 
I remember I was listening to a lot of Euthanasia at the time. Megadeth's album, Euthanasia. <laughs> yes, I distinctly yes. remember listening to a lot of Euthanasia. Nice. Yeah. While yeah. Uh, trying to beat the Clone Wars. And uh, I only did it because I only was able, as good as I was, I could only actually beat the game because I freaking cheated. That sucks. That, that's a crappy feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. But yeah, I mean, you need, you need the hand. That, like, that damn, last, I want to see yeah. the end of the game. That last level is just bullshit. Screw yeah. you. Because yeah, you only get uh, you only get like a, a, f- a few continues. That's the problem with it. Like if you got yeah. unlimited continues, then fine. But I think you only got like two or three continues for the whole game. But That's probably could get nowhere in it now. But that was a long right. time ago. Right. All right. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Okay, so those were our answers. And now I will read off your answers from our Facebook page. So the first one is Josh Nielas says, always for fun. What kind of psychopath uses cheat codes to beat a game and then brags about beating the game? Lol. (laughs) Lol. 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 Capitalized. Gregory Drott says, Before the days of the internet, I definitely used cheat codes to help beat games mostly because I wanted to see the ending. I never would have beaten Lil Nemo the Dream Master without a game genie, and there was no way to just look up a video game of the ending. But mostly cheat right. codes are just for fun. Like, if you're going to run through Contra 2-player, you might as well use the 30 lives. But if you're going alone, you don't really need it. Yeah, I mean, I can kind of agree. Yeah. I mean, you play Contra enough, you'll you know, you know, you'll memorize like enemy placements and all that stuff, and sure, why not? Tom Morse Jr. says, "For me, it's a little bit of both, from the Konami code and Game Genie to some built-in cheats in in Saints Row three and four. Cheat codes are fun, as it's not to be used to win a competition." Colleen says, For glory! A.K.A. Fun. <laughs> Usually the codes were to unlock special fatalities, invincible rhino tanks, enabling, enabling dismemberments for your lightsaber kills or something silly. Things that enhanced the game and made them that extra bit of ridiculous fun. Yes. Yes. P.J. Yep. Rahal says, Do mods count? No. I use, he says, I, I use them for certain time-saving advantages, but only after I've beaten the game. That okay. I, yeah, I do the same thing. Yeah. Like if I if I beat the game, then I just want to have more fun with it. And sure, I'll just mess around with the codes. Uh, he also says Fallout Four is specifically what I'm referring to in this instance. Okay, well that's cool. Mm. Very cool. Mm. Christopher Pico says I try to avoid using cheat codes unless I'm super stuck and cannot proceed. Okay, uh, Phil Conti says, I had a Game Genie, but used it to try new variations on games I'd already beaten. Or, like in Doom 2, occasionally I'd use God Mode just to have fun and, and punch the monster demons to death instead of using weapons. That is <laughs> always a good time. Yep. Mm. For sure. For sure. Yeah, God Mode's a perfect example of just a pure fun. Yeah. There's no other... Like what's the what are you doing? Like you, right? I, mean, I guess to see levels that you didn't see. I guess to really go yeah, through the just, whole game. It's just a power trip, you know. Yeah, it's just not? a power trip. Why the heck not? Yeah. Uh, John 
Belisel, I hope I'm pronouncing that last name correctly, probably not, um, says, I only use cheat codes in Grand Theft Auto when I want to stop playing the campaign and go postal. I'd save my <laughs> game and then go nuts with cheats, which he gives a five star. But no cheats to progress. If I was stuck in the game, I would find a walkthrough. Yeah, that's fair, I feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Steven Christina Jr. says, just for fun. Hmm. There you go. There you go. Great that's, answers, guys. That's nice. Thanks, guys. That's all of them. Very guys, good. Guys. Very that good was a lot answers. of lot of great answers. A lot yeah. of great answers for sure. Yeah, a lot of different so, opinions, a lot of different feelings on it. And that's yeah, cool. Yeah, which is yep. always fun. Always a fun yeah. thing. Uh, so for those of you who still want to participate, you can tell us what you think about this week's Octoponder This, which was uh, do you use cheat codes to you know advance through the game or do you use it just for fun? And uh, you can reach us at our incredible, amazing, like quite possibly the best Facebook group. Like Chef's Kiss Facebook group. Like for Shizzle. It's it's up there. It's a gold standard. It's It's a gold standard. That. 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 Yeah. Uh, So uh, you can also reply to us. On Twitter, which is at Redoctopus, or you can always email us, which I don't know why people don't you know utilize this function. Uh, you can always email us about anything. You tell us how awesome we are, or how much we fucking suck, or or if you want to give us like episode ideas. No, that's that's always a you know a fun thing. That, that's a good um, use it, for it's, the it's, email. It's, it's yeah, for sure. I mean, we've had some suggestions before, so why mm-hmm. not, right? So you can email us at redoctopus at gmail.com and please if you like what you like what we're doing, leave us a review or a rating on our host sites. Just search Pinecast Retro Redoctopus. So thank you guys again so much for your answers. They were amazeballs. So yeah. now we are moving on to the second half of this episode. And that now we are going to be talking about typable cheats. Like uh, you go to a password, or if you want to name right. your character a certain something, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I'll start off with Castlevania 3 Dracula's Curse for the Nintendo. If you type in help me, where you put in your name, you start the game with 10 lives. Handy which dandy. Is, Handy which dandy. is like Which is like the, I feel like it's like the diet sugar-free... <laughs> Konami water code. That's the quinoa version. Yes, yes. It's the the, the it's like the super healthy. Yes, it's like super healthy. No it's, it's like effervescent water with light, like light like flavor. Light, lightly, I'm an lightly, it's like, it's like I just lightly I just fruit flavored, lightly fruit flavored water. Right. Lightly f- fruit flavored air. <laughs> I'm an airitarian. <laughs> right. Airitarian. Which is cool. Um, I mean, I, I, you know, I'm glad they yeah. included the 10 lives in some capacity because that game is hard as fuck. Yep. It is so you tough. You know, I don't remember. I don't know if you remember. I don't recall if you use this code and you continue, do you, do you start with 10 more lives or is it just like a one-time I am, deal? No, I am not sure. I kind of think because, yeah, sure. because you put your name down as that and if you were to continue, you would get the 10 guys, the 10 mm. lives. Hmm. We'll have to check. That would be good. Yeah, yeah, that'd be like super 
Super helpful. Bom, I, bom, bom, bom. I just love Castlevania yeah, yeah. 3. I love Castlevania 3. Anyways. Yeah, it's yeah. a favorite. It's so yeah. Definitely it's a favorite of the podcast. Three. We're all we're all big fans of, of uh, Dracula's Coice. Mm. Yes. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Yes. All Some right. people like, like Castlevania 2, which is fine. Which it's is not, fine. It's not, it's not terrible. It's not terrible. You're allowed to like, I like three. bad things. Yeah. <laughs> right. You're allowed to have a different opinion that's wrong, so that's fine. Yeah. Uh, all right. So that's just about it <laughs> with Castlevania 3. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, um, yeah. Give it to Alchemy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I will I will bring it back to Bubble Bobble. Bu- 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 we just love Bubble NES. Bobble on the show. We do love Bubble Bobble here at Retro Bobob. Bu- 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 yeah, it's definitely not a game we talk about really at all, but no. it's a it is a fun one. Bubble Bobble, great co-op. Definitely one of the best co-ops I feel. So yeah, uh, Bubble yeah. Bobble for the NES has a level select password, which is always one of the most fun yes. cheats for a game to yeah. have. Level Absolutely. select is just yeah. the bee's knees. Love it. Yep. Um, if you type DDFFI as a password and then select continue, you can press B to change the level that you start on, but it can only be done on normal mode. Um, and Honestly, level select is kind of a nice cheat if a game doesn't have like a save system or anything or, or right. like cuz Bubble Bobble is a long game. There's a yeah. ton of levels. Yeah, it has so a 100 yeah. levels. I yeah, so I mean, I don't know, or like 160 lost, or something. It's yeah, crazy. it's crazy. So if you lost crazy, your password yeah. or or whatever, you know, you couldn't beat it in one sitting. A level select it's just nice to be able to be like, "Hey, I I got to level 102 and then I had to you know, right. go, go eat dinner and, right. uh, you know, whatever. So, yeah, you've been can handy kind of resume Rampage as well. Yeah. Oh, another game with a billion levels. Yes. Ugh. Yeah. No yep. shit. I know. Uh, but yeah, that's a, that is a handy dandy code for Bubble Bobble. For sure. Yeah. Totally. I did. I don't think I knew about that one, but that would have been great. I do remember playing it to the final level, and I remember there's a way to get a bad ending, and I did it. Right, I did you the did bad that. ending. Nice, yeah, nice. All right, cool. That sucked. Right. Yeah. All right. So, um, yeah my my first one of the second half is uh is just a classic. Uh, everybody's gonna know this one. This is uh mentioned. I mentioned this uh this person earlier. Everybody knows the name Justin Bailey, right? Justin oh, Bailey. I, I oh, Justin. oh, Justin. Metroid for the NES, the original old number one, old number uno, the Metroid, (laughs) the one and only. So when when this it's it's hard, I don't know, it's hard for people. I was I was talking to Mrs. Parasite today about this. She didn't she was an old NES player, but she didn't play all the same games that like I did. and We did whatever. Um she had metroid in the house but like i guess her dad and her brother were really mean about it and they just just bogarted the thing and just told her she wasn't good enough to play so like she just never played it because that's how it was in their house this is a boy's game they're like cool yeah they're like oh you're just not good enough it's just a waste of time it's not (laughs) because it's not about having fun it's about beating it yeah um so that's just crappy but um so she never really played metroid um, and she didn't know anything about this. And I was trying to explain to her about it. And she's like, well, yeah, I, I have nothing. I've never heard about this. But it was so huge 
like if you were a kid who you know was playing metroid or was an nes player back in the day this idea that you know i don't remember exactly like how it leaked if it was nintendo power or if maybe it was somewhere else and people were just kind of talking about it before it was officially released in nintendo power or something but people i remember it was just like that kid who had the impossible ninja turtle code it was 47 characters and yeah. all the stuff it's like <laughs> is that somebody's like you know if you if you if you type if you type justin bailey or something uh like you get to see like samus outside of her armor and it's and samus is a girl is a girl because it's not like everybody was just going around willy-nilly being able to beat friggin metroid yeah, i, I didn't know anybody fuck. who could beat metroid it's so super hard wicked like hard. I, wicked confusing such yes. a confusing game That's there's no map the if there was a map Yes. If there was a map, it would have been okay. That's yeah, what the first that's what two made... both were like they're confusing and they have no map. And then the sequel yeah. had no color. So you're like, great, yeah, this right. is making everything better. Yeah, everything looks yeah. the same. But awesome. It's a miracle yeah, so... they made it to Super Metroid. Yeah, Super Metroid's like, guess what? It has a map. It's like this is what you needed. You needed to be able to track where you are and save and not do it all in one freaking shot. I mean, there are passwords, obviously, but the problem is that for, for any game, just quick in defense of, of long passwords real quick like because people always want to complain about old games that had crazy long passwords where it's because of the type of game that it had because there's there needs to be you know a situation for every possible like contingency all these different items that you're getting you know well what if you got this one e-tank or you know how many how many missile tanks are there in the game well okay well you have six out of 20 but what six do you have well the password has to somehow know that and then you have to have all these other things that you got and all the stuff so it just needs to be a very complex password the passwords in guardian legend were really long too for the same sort of reason mm -hmm. um and like zelda and stuff it's like you know I, did zelda have passwords no no zelda didn't no zelda didn't no it just passwords. had a save just had it, yeah yeah so, had a battery so like but yeah, if it if you don't have a battery, which very few games did, it's like, oh, you know, you got this crazy long ass password. Nobody wants to write that down. It's like crazy. Yeah. But you could if you really wanted to. But yeah, back then not everybody was going around beating Samus. Not I mean Metroid. Not everybody knew Samus was a girl. It wasn't that common knowledge at whatever year this was. Yeah. And uh and then it turned out this like I remember trying Justin Bailey and not knowing how to spell it. Like, how do you spell Bailey? Like, I don't know. Uh, and I mean, eventually it just works. And it's like, oh, my God, the most insane thing happens. She's coming down the elevator and she's just a girl with green hair. Like, holy crap. And right. she's got all the different power ups, like various power ups. I mean, she starts with a wave beam, though, which sucks freeze beams better but uh or the wave shot or whatever yeah. but yeah um really uh an unbelievably amazing code memory yeah i mean and also justin if, if you, bailey yeah if you beat the game normally you would see samus in her suit and she'd be like i don't know what, what she would be doing in the suit but i know if you, you beat have the to code, if you beat the game with this code you see you know she it's a different graphic it's her and she's waving at the screen 
Well, I think no, I think I think no, there it's like all the Metroid games are like this. Like, you know, if you do if you do it the best way possible, then she takes all of her armor off. I yeah, I, like I fastest think... completion oh, with all yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's not about beating it with the code, but but and I think after you beat it, I I'm pretty sure that in the original Metroid, if you if you do get the best ending, I do believe it kicks you into a new game and you're playing as as her but uh i don't hmm. think there's any way else to do it like i don't think you can it's not like it mods your cartridge and the cartridge knows you now get to play as this new right, game like plus you or just something have to have so i think and then like, keep, keep playing i guess yeah, i mean maybe there's yeah. a password or something but anyway justin bailey is just a really easy to remember code it's nice mm-hmm. and short and uh Apparently, there is no actual person named Justin Bailey. It's just a complete coincidence. There was no programmer named Justin Bailey. No programmer's kid was named Justin Bailey. It's just a, a freaking random fluke that, uh, according to video game history and lore at this particular point in 2022, uh, we still don't know anything specific. It just seemingly is a random weird thing. That's um, so weird. It seems impossible, but... I don't know. Nobody really knows for sure, but there for sure was not like a programmer or programmer's friend or kid or something that they just threw in the name. And there wasn't a kid who won a prize. There's lots of lore. There's like lots of theories that people have had over the years about who the real Justin Bailey really was. Right. But um, I, uh, I don't know. Anyway. Nice. That's that. Nice. Yep. Very, very infamous and, and well-known sure. and well-documented and well worth mentioning. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, so I'm going to pick The Legend of Zelda, the, the very original, the original one. Uh, if in the Where you put your name, if you put down Zelda as your name, uh, you'll start at the second quest, and you're basically just cutting the game in half. Yeah, and the second quest is just like everything's changed around in order, everything's harder. Yeah. Enemies are harder at the gate. Like It's basically like hard mode. Right. Mm. No, I've never actually beaten a Zelda game ever. Ever. I've beaten I've beaten a lot of them, but I've never beaten the original. I could never play the original. I was just so bad at it. Yeah, yeah it's, I, it's, I, it's I one of those things where it's like I didn't grow up confusing. with it, so I just don't really like it. Yeah, that's it's, that's it's the just thing okay. For me. It's, yeah. it's, I never it's, played it. It is as a respectable. Kid. I respect yeah. it. It is incredible mm-hmm. how it's this big yep. world and all this other shit, and you can tackle stuff in any kind of order, and that's very yep. cool and all that. But I just I didn't really play it growing up, so I just don't yeah. really like it. I just I yeah. mostly like watched people play it, and I think I enjoyed it for what it was, just from watching it. But yeah, I could never play this one. The same thing with the second one, which no one liked, except for maybe like two people. But um, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, we did have some retroids in the group saying that the second Zelda was their favorite um, when we did our Crow's Nest um, last year. We did a an episode on the second Zelda game. Uh, if you want to check that out. Um, I don't we remember what we called it. Didn't love it. No, we didn't love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh... I, was, I found it to be a very frustrating experience. I will yes. say I very much enjoyed trying to love it. Like I enjoyed sitting down and playing an old NES Zelda game that I've never played before and, and trying to get far and then just eventually realizing that this game just kind of sucks. But right. like that experience right. was fun. 
Um, but the game kind of sucks. Yeah. So I remember, we got a crow's like, nest music. out of it. We did. Yeah. I remember liking the music a lot. Yeah. That game. Yeah. Boom, zip-boom, 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 zip-boom. Yeah, there's some good some good jams in there. For sure. Um okay, so I can I can pick it up for with the mm-hmm. next one. Uh yes. in retrospect, this is technically this should have been a code in the first half of the episode. And I, I fucked up and I'm sorry. Uh, but I don't care. It's cool. <laughs> so this is for Final Fantasy for the NES. Uh there is a secret game which is pretty well known now, but at the time seems crazy anyone would have found this. And uh, when you get the ship in the game that allows you to sail on the ocean, uh, when you're on it, if you press A and B together 55 times in a row, 55 times in a row, you then get taken to a totally different screen. That has a secret sliding puzzle mini game where you have to arrange the tiles one through fifteen in order from top to bottom, and it's it's just for funsies. There's no bonus. You don't get money for beating it. You don't get a special super awesome weapon. There's no repercussions at all for it's having this sliding puzzle game in there. It's just it's just in there. And it's just so <laughs> weird. Yeah. And I remember the first time I heard about this, it, it blew me away because it like takes you to a separate screen and there's these tile graphics that are nowhere else in the game. They're not reused assets from some some other level. And they show this cool like Final Fantasy logo and the you know the hillside with the castle in the distance, which is kind of like great. the, the it's title. It's a great looking screen. It, it's a great looking screen. So most of that screen is from like the you know, like the intro when the game really starts to get going that you do see that. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. But, but it's just a very cool secret mini game that is the kind of stuff that made older games really charming. You know, you'd find this weird stuff that they'd put in there and they, there was no intention. Anyone was going to find this, you know, mm. I mean, for all we know, the programmers could have put this in the game so they could have goofed off at work, you know, to be like, Oh, I don't know. We're, we're bored. We just play this sliding tile game because we don't feel like programming, but we want to look like we're busy or something. I, I have yeah, no who idea. Knows? Who even knows? But it's just, it's really neat. Um, and yeah, it's, uh, it's I, I'd call that a, a code. It's not really a cheat, but it's it's fun just the same. Yeah. Yeah. It's a Why fun not? secret yeah. unlocked by a code. Yeah. Technically. Indeed. 55 button presses. And the number of the presses shall be 55. Like shall be who, 55. Who it shall not be 54 this? or 53. 56. Or 56, 56 right is out. right out. Yep. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Yep, yep, yep. Um, all right, so I have one, a little little game that, uh, man, was this popular back in the day, and I feel like, I don't know, it just it just sort of never gets talked about anymore, but it was sort of the, the sports game for people who don't like sports games. Mm-hmm. It was uh, NBA Jam. NBA mm-hmm. Jam. Yep. Not really much of a basketball game, but definitely a basketball adjacent. It's like basketball light, like the one calorie sugar-free basketball. Mm-hmm. True. Um, yep. You know, I think there was uh, only, I don't even remember, your team was like two people or something or three Yeah, people. it was just two people per team. Yeah, really, really not really basketball. But uh, the mechanics, you know, you're going from one side of the court to the other. And it was really a fun, very fast-paced game. Um, 
that um i remember th they added a lot of like powered up dunks like that had yes. like mm -hmm. magical stuff like fire he's on fire yeah and he'd actually be on fire and and then i think it got even weirder and stuff but yeah it was uh it was definitely a fast paced really fun game um that was for every system <clears throat> everything this came out on everything it was an arcade game first but so anyway so long before Fortnite, let john wick shoot superman nba jam <laughs> let me tell you what was the undisputed king of bizarre character cameos True. um all, and it definitely became like because there were multiple versions of this game and they would they would come out and it became a known thing and they were like oh who are the crazy characters gonna be um so anyway just a couple of random uh fun ones from the original nba jam there was a bunch of uh like actual uh, sports players um but i i don't know any of those people because i'm sport dumb so uh these are the four that i thought were funny uh the code was only three characters uh if you typed in air you get to play as air bud from the air bud movie the dog <laughs> yep but of course he's not he they, he's not officially allowed to be called air bud so it's just air dog air dog <laughs> Yep. Um, that's a fun one. Uh, yeah. Okay, I, I, I love I love this. This is my favorite. Like hilarious. Why did they? What three letters to choose? So, um, Al Gore, the politician, the man who was our vice president and almost our president at one point, if not for Florida's recount, <laughs> Al Gore. <laughs> is in this game that's, that's so and weird. if if you want to play as al gore you have to type in net net you know because al gore invented the internet hilarious oh my god <laughs> um you can also be al gore's boss mr bill mr bill clinton uh to to play as president clinton at the time you have to type in ark which is, of course, an allusion to Arkansas. Um, and then uh, George, Mr. George P. Funk Clinton himself. George Clinton. A different Clinton. Very different George Clinton, Clinton, yeah. P. Funk. P. Funk. <laughs> Which I think That's... is absolutely hilarious. I think it's like my, my favorite one because it's so out there. It's so funny. It, like, so if you, if you do dis and i don't get what the joke is but i'm sure there's a joke that i just don't know but george clinton uh pretty fun so you know this was not something that people knew at the time had been programmed into the game at all nobody was looking for weird characters nobody had any idea and this is like less than half of them um it's it just it just was a neat thing somebody every now and then somebody would come out and be like oh my god oh my god i i saw somebody i went over to my friend's house the other day and he was he was playing nba jam we played nba jam and he was he was president clinton <laughs> and it's like what <laughs> shut up or like oh crazy. it was a dog it was a dog like what no he wasn't he wasn't a dog it's I like know, you yeah. would never believe it he literally is like they just put these goofy things in there and didn't tell anybody 
and then eventually i don't know in dribs and drabs different ones became known and and i remember it keeping the game alive for a little bit too because it'd be like oh my god did you see who you can be it's not like they were releasing dlc it was all there right i mean it was yeah. just on the cartridge yeah. but that's what it felt like it felt like oh you know you can be now it's like well the codes were already there you just didn't know what they were right so kind of fun yeah. nba jam I, nice. I enjoy i enjoy that game a lot for sure yeah super fun. I, I don't even like sports games but there's like there's certainly like that's what i'm saying some, some yeah. sports games are just like fun it's yeah nba jam was for was, non-sports fans it was it was the, it was the sports game that actually like made a lot of people into sports fans without realizing it like uh when we were just recently at retro world expo and we got to meet tim kitzrow who is the voice of the narrator from or you know the announcer from nba jam mr boom shakalaka yeah and uh he he went on he he actually has a book out right now um and and he talks about how nba jam was like this hugely influential thing for the nba because it targeted so many people that didn't give a shit about basketball Hmm. and i mean people who already cared about basketball they were already a fan but nba jam made them realize you know wow this is targeting a whole different spectrum here and and turning them into fans of basketball and it was like really important for the growth of like the fan base and the interest in the nba cool pretty neat pretty cool really cool um okay i will i will talk about a weird one uh so this one is uh, mcdonald's treasure land adventure for the sega genesis uh this is a code uh but i wouldn't really say it gets you anything you want (laughs) <laughs> but it does a thing. Uh, so if you go to the password screen and you type in, the, they're all symbols. So you have to do balloons, Ruby, the McDonald's M, and then, you know, the clown or the Ronald McDonald face. Put in those four symbols. And then you press start three times. Now, let me, let me, let me just preface this by saying this game came out a very long time ago now. I mean, McDonald's Treasureland Adventure was a game that was on the Sega Genesis. So, you know, we're talking like the, the early 90s, 93, came out in 1993. Yeah. This code was discovered like a couple of years ago. And it's it's very, it's just been buried. And, and when you put in those symbols and you press start three times, you'll hear an explosion sound effect and you have to quickly hold up in left. And then what happens is that the two dimensional screen, that is the password screen, the red, like, you know, if you picture the McDonald's sign, there's always the golden arches, but then under it is like this red trapezoid that it's sitting yeah. on. That red trapezoid thing will become completely three-dimensional and it will start rotating around in whatever direction you're holding the controller button. And you can just spin it around in all these crazy directions and make it, like, it's just this 3D model. And it starts playing this really weird, like, bizarre music that just sounds like dissonant and it just kind of sounds like radio interference and it's just weird um and i don't know the story you know perfectly to a t but uh i guess an interview was done this game was made by treasure who um has have made a bunch of different games like gunstar heroes and dynamite heady and uh 
a bunch of shooting games like Ikaruga and, uh, you know, a, a variety of different ones, Alien Soldier. Um, but this game was made by Treasure. And uh, one of the one of the programmers was interviewed and he said that, you know, there was some something that they were trying to do initially with this like 3D graphics uh, for this game. And then they just ended up having to scrap it. But all of this work was being put into it. And he kind of just started to obsess about it. And so he eventually just turned it into this weird little secret that you could find by typing in this code just so that it existed in the game so that the work that he did on it wasn't totally lost. Um, it's very weird. It's very easy to access. You can look it up on Google or, or YouTube or whatever. Um, or, you know, if you have the game or, or have a Sega Genesis, you know, laying around, uh, give it a shot. It's just weird. And it's, it's especially weird to know that it was discovered almost 30 years after the game came out. Right. You know, like that's, that's pretty insane. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, maybe it's just, weirdest it's just of weird. all, it's a decent game is a decent game uh it's actually quite a a proficient platformer and uh the graphics are really nice really good colors and you know just vibrant fun game like it's it's kind of amazing but yeah anyway weird shit's weird weird shit but it's 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 pretty cool love it so crazy how long it took for that to come out no shit somebody to find that it makes the game fun Yep. You know, it doesn't get you anything. It's just fun because right. it's, it's the just fun. Code. It's just, yeah. Mm. All right. So next up, we have Godzilla Monster of Monsters for the NES. There's a, there's like quite a bit of uh, uh, codes here. Lots of fun codes Lots in this of, game. So much fun. So codes. fun. Oh my God. This was another game that had a, just an obscene amount of characters and their passwords. Right, but these so, uh, these aren't using all of them, which is great. Yes, yes. All right. So, in the password screen, you type in the word "sound," type you spell it "sound," and then you just access the sound test. Okay, that's really cool. Cool. I never have, did that. And then you cool. have destroy all monsters, and what that does is you fight all of the monsters. They're all on the field. Yeah, and right. You gotta like you got do like a little boss rush, yeah, type of thing. Mm-hmm. Then you uh, the next one is Monster Zero, which is the the number zero, and you fight no monsters at the beginning of the game. Like no, nothing. it's it's Monster Zero. It's King Ghidra. He's just also called oh, Monster, Monster Zero. Zero. Oh, okay. Well then, hmm. shows what I know. Um, yeah, so that's fun. Uh, then you type yeah. in start to end in password and you just watch the game's ending. I used to do this all the I, time. I, I did that start to end all the time because I just love that ending theme. It's so yeah, the ending music's great. amazing. So yeah, good. it's like so one of the good. best ending themes ever. Yeah, I love sure. it so much. And sure. it was just, it was just great. Like the, the graphic of, Godzilla and Mothra looking at the earth is amazing. And then they, they cycle through all of the, uh, all the boss art. And you even get to see uh, the, the like flying version of Hidora, who, which isn't even in the game. Right. They just like, they, there's the flying tadpole looking sprite that's there, but he doesn't do that. He, when you fight him, he never turns into that. 
Right. I've never seen that, but it's in it's in the ending. I think they just threw it in there, or maybe they were considering doing it or something. But yeah, it's in the ending. It's in the ending. Yep. It's really uh, cool. Yeah, and the the next one is Sea Monster. Uh, used the the number zero instead of the 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 O. Yeah, I think uh, there's no O or something. I remember something about that. No, there must be an O. But yeah, because you have to use a zero for start to end too. Yeah, right. Um, and you'll be sent to Planet X with a strange effect. It makes monsters spawn from the center of the playing board. Hmm. So I guess it's just never did just this a, one. A, a random thing. I've never even heard of it until recently. No. Um, yeah. So I don't know what that's all about, but. Eh, whatever. Um, the next one is Ghidorah, which is spelled G-H-1-D-0-R-A. And what that does is unlocks the debug level. I've never actually done it. And I think no, it just has, like, no enemies or anything. Like, you can just kind of, like, walk around and jump around. Jump around. That's what I was reading. Jump, jump around. Jump up, jump up, and get jump, down. Jump, jump up and get down. Get yeah. down with your god self. That... I, I want to try all these. I, I, yeah, I mean, me I used to do start to end, and I definitely remember Destroy All Monsters, but I did yep. not do the sound test or or Monster, Monster Zero. So Monster Zero, must it must actually just put him in the first level because it says to yeah. fight Monster Zero at the beginning of the game. Yeah. Because uh, he's, he's the last boss, so. Yeah, yeah. But Ghidra... Debug level. Ghidorah, I, want, yeah. I, I totally want to try that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And uh, the last one that we have is basically you just leave the password blank and hit start, and you access the monsterless debug level. Okay, so that's crazy. the monsterless debug level that that's I was thinking the one. of. So then yeah. I don't know what the other one is then. Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. I don't yeah. know. It's really so fun. Fun. Fun passwords. Fun in the fun yeah, codes. And, and, and yeah. a really, really fun game. Yeah, I like the game <clears> a lot. For sure. Yeah. Really cool music. It, it's, and yeah, it's definitely got its its uh, pluses are, mm-hmm. are there for sure. It's not for like sure. the greatest game ever, but man, yeah. it is. Uh, it has some of the best sprites, I think. Like the, yeah. the, They're all huge. They're the huge biggest. Sprites. They're the biggest playable characters, I think, on the NES by far. Yeah. I. I feel and that, it's so, yeah. it's so crazy, because there are, um, like people have found in the in the code, you know, you know, people will find like unused sprites and stuff. There were two playable characters that were taken out, that were scrapped. There were supposed to be four playable characters. It was going to be it was two like walking characters and two flying characters. Um, you were also supposed to be able to choose from Angiris and rodan and uh would have been so cool i the sprites are there they you can find them online they they have full sprite sheets they're like great rodan especially i would have i would have played as rodan all the time he would have been my favorite character uh for sure but angiris was one that i just did not understand why he wasn't in this game because i i just really felt like he was definitely big enough but we have we do have a whole uh, episode where we talked about Godzilla video games it's from we season do. one. Uh, if you want to go back to that, it happened to be called Start to End, um, as a reference to that code. But the um, yeah, the uh, 
I think we talked about it in that episode, but all of all of the monsters in this game are from Toho movies, but they're not all from Godzilla movies. So a lot of them Godzilla never even encountered. And uh, some of them are really obscure that they were only in like one or two things. Um, and my favorite reference now as an adult is the mini bosses that we always called them the brains. They were like those mini boss levels where you encounter this purple pulsating like oh yeah yeah it's just it's just a stock and there's like you know eyes or something and we just we just i remember we just called them brains that's what we didn't know what it was it's it's a matango it's from the movie matango and now at this point in life that's one of my favorite toho movies um and uh yeah it's it was the mini boss from from that game it's just so, so bizarre but That's yeah they're found actually out about a lot of those movies too yeah you know? it was like going right. and seeing the credits and the names and stuff yeah because mm-hmm. like so many of those characters we had i'd never never seen or never heard about it was like yeah okay gigan yep okay ghidra sure hidora sure okay mecha godzilla okay even though it for some reason, he just doesn't look like Mechagodzilla. Everybody else is like very accurate. Yeah, all the sprites looks are weird. He just yeah. doesn't. He just doesn't look like him at all. It's just bizarre. He looks yeah. cool, but it's just very, very weird how how wrong he looks. Everybody else is just fantastic. I mean, Gigan is one of my favorite sprites. I think on the NES, I I love the way he looks, and honestly, yeah, so is King Ghidorah. King Ghidorah looks amazing. Mm-hmm. It's just I think Gigan's more interesting to me personally. There's more colors and stuff and yeah, whatever. But man, good stuff. But I was always like, man, you know, I always liked Rodan. I would have loved to seen him. But and Gyrus, like, I just didn't understand why we didn't get him. It's because they were gonna be in it as playable characters. Come on, I wish there was a code where you could be those guys. No kid. So bad. No kid. I wish. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I'll do my last one. Uh, I'm going to go back, as promised, to one of my favorite games of all time, The Guardian Legend on the NES. Uh, really super easy code. All you got to do is input TGL. No need to worry about any of those other pesky 26 characters or whatever it is. Uh, and this accesses arcade mode. Um, this is, I think, one of the best uh, best password code on the nes that like we're talking about the mega man 3 and all these other ones i think this deserves to be in the the conversation for one of the best because it it's a legitimate other well thought out version of the game and this is something that like yes we've seen this in later games but definitely not on the nes so real quick about about this game for those of you who do not know it is uh, half of one style of game and half of another style of game. The uh, bulk of it is um, in a top-down like Zelda-type adventure where you go screen by screen, and you know when you get to the edge of the screen, it pans over. Also, uh, Willow for the NES does the same thing, and you just kind of clear out the screen of enemies and you proceed like that as it's a you know the whole game is a grid. And you're just kind of going left, you know, right, up, down, cardinal directions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what you do. And you go and there are 
or areas you can access with uh, with keys that you can get and all this different stuff. And then there are other areas that you can access that are called corridors. And when you're in a corridor, it will change the style of game. And uh, instead of being a cute little robot girl, you turn into a super badass jet. And yes. it becomes a very solid vertical shmup. Like it's mm -hmm. a vertical shooter and it's not like it's, it's, it's very good. It's, oh, yeah. it's, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's not like, Oh, it's, it's, I mean, there are plenty of full blown only shooter games on the NES that are much worse than this at being yeah, shooters. Yes. Yep. Like it's, it's a damn good shooter and it's a damn good top down action role play, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um. So anyway, this turns the game into a solid shooter so it gets rid of all of the walking around parts. And if that's what you want to do, then cool. So, but this brings up a problem because the, the levels are so, they, they get harder and harder, obviously, but they get so hard. And you really, um, part of what makes the game so great is you get like a million different weapons. Uh, you can find them and uh, they're permanent and you select what one you want to use and there are side weapons and main weapons and whatever. And uh, yeah, I mean like those help you in the shooter levels. And if you, if you literally had nothing for the whole game, like you were, you, it's like, yeah, right. You're not going to beat this. Like you, yeah. sometimes you, ha you, you have to keep trying the corridor over and then you come back when you have a better weapon and you're like, Oh, now I can do it. You know, whatever. Uh, well, so that would break this, whole mode right i mean what's the point like you you can't possibly do it well they actually um they grant you automatically uh after beating every level you get to i think choose or I, I, memory says like you could choose one of two or something like that or maybe they just give you one but they they do gift you power-ups as you go so it does make it possible at least um it's it's a legitimate alternative play mode to Guardian Legend, and it makes it fresh again. And it's it's not to say, you know, that the other mode's not better, but if you're just feeling like it's streamlined, you know, now yeah, it's, it's like, fun. hey, I want to play a, the awesome shoot 'em up sections. Like and, if you want to play, yeah, if you it's like playing Act Razor, but only doing the the side scrolling. Which I think that game also has a code to allow you to do that. Actually, I believe you does, say yeah. that, yeah. But yeah, so anyway, really fun. If uh, I can't say enough about this game in general, The Guardian Legend is a great game. But yeah, TGL, pretty easy to remember. So easy, so breezy, so beautiful. And stark opposite to uh, the passwords that are in the, the, the next game and the final game uh, that I'm going to mention. Talking about Banjo-Kazooie. For the Nintendo 64, Banjo-Kazooie had a particular level called Treasure Trove Cove. And in the normal game, there is a sandcastle that you'd go into and there was all these letters on the ground. And you had to type in a code to get one of the jiggies, one of the puzzle pieces. Uh, and, and that was it. Um, but this sandcastle was used you know after after you you know beat that level, whatever. You can go back to it and you can type in 
there's there must be like 30 or 40 passwords in this game that you can type in that do everything from doubling your feathers your eggs your health your uh you know number of golden feathers uh unlocking shortcuts um you know breaking down uh doors that you couldn't get down like just about everything that that prevents you from progressing in the game there's a cheat code for uh it's really crazy but um banjo kazooie had this one feature that was very weird and i remember distinctly as a kid there was one particular level where you're in the snow level and you would go into uh this this igloo and at the back of the igloo there was a there was a cavern that was closed off by ice and there was a humongous spinning ice key in the back of this room and you could never get it there's no way to open it there's no way to break it there's no way to get the ice key and it was one of those like great childhood mysteries of the playground you know how do you get the ice key in banjo kazooie what is the deal um and so the deal is that there were there was supposed to be they made a sequel for banjo kazooie called banjo tooie now the idea was there was this there was this technology they were working on that was called the stop and swap trick and what you were supposed to have to do is it was kind of like their idea of dlc or extra content for the game after you'd already beaten it so the idea was that you were supposed to play your uh, Banjo-Tooie game and then you would go to this special menu that said stop and swap and you were supposed to pull the game out of the system and insert your Banjo-Kazooie cartridge without turning the game off and the programmers at Rare were under the impression that the memory the short you know the short term RAM for the N64 was big enough that you would have time to swap these con these these cartridges and it would unlock secret stuff in banjo kazooie which was the ice key and then there were also i think like six or seven um mystery eggs uh what they didn't realize was that the the memory in the n64 was way shorter than they thought it was so this whole thing that they programmed was physically impossible to do there was no way to pull the cartridge out and put the first game in fast enough because the N64's short-term RAM was like fractions of a second. So you could not do it at all. But there are passwords for the original Banjo-Kazooie game that allow you to get all of the mystery eggs and most importantly, finally get into that room and get the ice key. Uh, and they don't do anything they don't do anything at all they have no function in banjo kazooie they were supposed to have something that you redeem them for in banjo tooie so it was you know a way to encourage you to be like hey you bought our other game like this gets you stuff in this one um but it never worked but you could do the codes and i'll tell you the codes uh the one i remember distinctly was now you can see a nice ice key which you can have for free and you had to literally single one at a time ground pound every single letter into this like sandcastle you have to walk over to the letter jump attack uh, ground pound that's a long fucking code wow. now you can see yeah. a nice ice key which you can have for free but it would melt the wall of ice and you could walk in and you could grab the ice key and it actually cre it created a new inventory 
screen when you pause the game you could change it over to a screen that said stop and swap and as a kid i didn't know the context for this you know i've learned what the deal was recently you know later much 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 later in life after the advent of youtube and all that other shit and people have been able to tell this story as a kid i did not i had no idea you know i'm like what's stop and swap what does that even have to do with anything and and what can i use this key for and then there was all these other different passwords for the eggs out of the sea it rises to reveal more secret prizes a desert door opens wide ancient secrets wait inside don't you go and tell her about the secret in her cellar Amidst the haunted gloom, a secret in the bathroom. This secret you'll be grabbing in the captain's cabin. Now Banjo will be able to see it on Nabnut's table. Like, they were so effing long. And my God, if you accidentally, you know, ground pounded the wrong letter, you had to exit out and start it all over. But... Oh man, I mean, I I did every single one of these passwords to get all the eggs because it was fascinating. This was like the definition of like, oh my God, what do these do? What are they? It's so weird and mysterious. And each one of them, when you would type in the code for an egg, it wouldn't just give you the egg. It would show you a very brief video of some random part in a totally different level now opening. And it would be Mm -hmm. like, you know, a, a door or a barrel or something that you've seen a million times from playing the game and it suddenly just bursts open and there's a room in there with a secret egg. And I mean, it was wicked cool, you know, just to kind of be able to get access to this stuff. Um, but it didn't really do anything. Uh, but very interestingly enough, uh, later in, in time when Microsoft purchased uh, Rare and they came out with their re- uh, Rare, like, retro rewind collection they put together a bunch of these games and they put they put banjo kazooie and banjo tooie on it and for the first time in history you've been able to actually do the stop and swap trick because they're now digital and they can save the data and there's no cartridge switching so if you get the eggs in the key and banjo kazooie you can bring them to banjo tooie and get the rewards that they were and most of them were just like fun little extras nothing mind-blowing but mm. just like it became you know, a mind-blowing thing because the we mystery were, was yeah, the the thing it grew to this giant oh thing, my yeah. god i mean it was like for years we're like what the fuck is stop and swap what are these things mm. and yeah so i mean finally you could do it and you could actually get you know the rewards which is awesome that they eventually were yeah. able to make it work um but yeah i found these passwords to be just so interesting it's so cool now you can see a nice ice key which you can have for free i'm like oh my god like i've been looking at the damn ice key this whole friggin mm. game like i've got i've just you- i used to just go to the level and try different shit and be like oh you know maybe i haven't tried this maybe i haven't done this before you know just to try and get in there right because why would it be there it's right. so obvious right. it's like this very distinct you know you know window that you can see in the back and there's just a wall of ice and this massive spinning ice key and i'm like oh my god what is that that's yeah. like what is that you know so that, that what's definitely, in the box what's in the box yeah. um yeah Kazui uh definitely gets my manual type in passwords and holy crap if you're curious google banjo kazooie passwords or cheat codes or whatever there is there is like an entire page 
of like 30 or 40 of these things that they programmed to, to the sandcastle. Wow. Nuts. So I was like, okay, well, these are the ones that I really remember. So anyway, that's, that's, uh, awesome. that's the long and short. That's amazing. Me. I didn't know any of that. Um, <clears throat> you know, when you say the ice key thing, you know, the first thing it brought to mind for me was a different game where we obsessed about something that was, it was uh, frozen in ice that we couldn't do anything ab- about. And we're like, just fascinated by, and we're like, why, 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 what is that? Why, why did this not come up again? What, what do you do? How do you do this? And it turns out you couldn't do it. It was just put there to make you wonder in the original Valkyrie profile. Oh, right. There was right. Uh, yeah. some flashback scenes and uh, there was a, another Valkyrie who was trapped in a block of ice above where the, the bad guy castle. Yep. Where he was talking and you didn't find out until a different game that that is one of three Valkyries and her name is Silmaria. Yep. Hmm. Yep. Very interesting. That game never actually, you know, delved into her character at all, but she became the focus of the sequel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Totally cool. But anyway, that's uh nice. that's some cheat codes and shit nice yeah. yeah yeah awesome all right thank you guys so much for all those awesome codes and uh for our retroids for your awesome responses mm. and now it's Great almost stuff. time to catch that horizon but before we say goodbye let's go to this if you're looking to score you better listen to those that came before just sit right down and whip out your sheet music Cause it's time to compose yourself. Greetings, Retroids here. We are again with an episode of Compose Yourself. Oh, That's right. Yeah. This is the special where I like to talk about video game composers from games of yesteryear and today. But uh, I have I have a bit of a twist in the myth for you guys no. today i am not going to be presenting just a normal episode of uh of compose yourself here so what i want to talk to you about is we've been talking about cheat codes we would talk about cheats all that kind of stuff right we we, we like to make gags we like wordplay around here i think so the I only thought, cheat we didn't talk about was the cheat was the cheat, the cheat itself. and now we we've mentioned him too Nice. But uh, I thought to myself, hmm, you know what would be fun and stupid and dumb? If I were to tell you guys about the composer who did all of the music for the Chester Cheetah games. <laughs> Jeez. Because, you know, let's let's talk about it, right? Okay. So I know all of you are very familiar with Chester Cheetah's long line of storied sequels and video game <laughs> spin-offs throughout the 16-bit era. Like Chester Cheetah's Wild Wild Quest and Chester Cheetah's Too Cool to Fool. Well, what I will tell you is that Chester Cheetah, uh, all of the games that existed uh, on the Super Nintendo and Genesis, I, I will say I will say one thing for sure. I've never played them. And another thing for sure is that they actually graphically are really nice. Like they, I, the Chester Cheetah's Wild Wild Quest on the Genesis looks great. Like very, very good graphics, great colors and everything. It maybe controls like shit. I don't know. Um, but the games were developed by developed and published by Kaneko, K-A-N-E-K-O or C-O, Kaneko. So I was like, okay, I'll be funny. I'll tell you guys about the composers for Chester Cheetah games. Except the internet doesn't know it. And not only does the internet not know it, 
but the game's credit screens don't show a single person who worked on the game. They just say licensed by Kaneko for the Super Nintendo or the Genesis. There is no information about the person who did the music for these games, as well as a lot of the other people who worked on the game. There's really no information out there. And so what this episode of Compose Yourself is actually going to highlight is how often this actually was a phenomenon back in the day. Nowadays, it seems to be very common that composers are, you know, talked about, they're listed, they're in the credits, they're given credit to. Some people follow the composers and they they love all the games that they write music for. But there was a really big chunk of time where games for the 8-bit and 16-bit era and and whatever you know these games were just being pumped out and licensed out and put into markets and whatever and credit was not being given where credit was due um and you know it's kind of interesting because there's you know so much artistry in this and it's not like the music in these games is is good or great or anything it's just more like the principle of it that we literally can never find out we can never know unless we somehow contact someone who used to work at Kaneko and has connections, who wrote this music? And there's a lot of credit that is lost to time because that's just how information was handled. You you weren't your own identity at that point. You were just an employee for a software company who made this video game and they put out the game and, and that's it. You don't, you don't get to have your name recognized. You don't get anything else and obviously this wasn't the norm but this definitely happened and it happened plenty often uh so yeah i think this turned in this went from being what would be a silly dumb throwaway compose yourself to kind of like a poignant compose yourself of like there's actually a lot of people out there who've never gotten credit for their work and their artists and their artistry and whatever good or bad Hmm. Um, so I thought that was really interesting, but uh, yeah, I also just Loki kind of want to try some of these Chester Cheetah games. I mean, they they honestly don't look bad, and uh, they definitely remind me of maybe the art style of like the Rocco's Modern Life and like Ah Real Monsters, some of those like cartoon based games on this yeah. on the Super Nintendo yep. and Genesis. Um, the the Genesis game has a really really great like depth of color and and color palette and good like crisp sprite work the super nintendo one is more like cartoony and looks more drawn less like pixelated i don't really know how to describe it um but seeing seeing the games in motion they have very very good background artwork they have great like depth of you know parallax scrolling multiple layers and stuff like that um but yeah i don't know just shedding a light on this weird weird couple of games just as a joke but here i am you know kind of Neat. kind of curious about them yeah but yeah there's sure. there's no way to find out who composed these games and there's there's videos on youtube of like you know the 20 minute you know, soundtrack of, of all these different Chester Cheetah games, you know, <laughs> people have posted them because if it exists, you know, someone has documented it at this point. Uh, but yeah, I, a name could not be found. I could not present that to you. And so I apologize, but I hope that you'll, you'll, you know, just kind of keep this nugget in your head and, and give, give appreciation and credit where, wherever possible to those artists around you. All right. I that agree. was awesome, dude. That was yeah. great. I mean, you started off trying to troll us, and then you got trolled by the internet, oh. and then you troll you trolled yourself, <laughs> and then he ended up was... getting kind of 
getting kind of poignant there. Getting kind of real with y'all. <laughs> <laughs> but also, Chester Cheetah's Too Cool to Fool is a fucking grand slam of a title. It is so funny. <laughs> it's too cool to fool. I could not oh, I could not get over it. I was like, oh my god. Oh, man. I, how have I never heard of this game? Yeah, me either. I've never played any of those games. Yeah. I I, re- I vaguely the cool recall spot ones. I played a Yeah, cool I remember spot Cool one, Spot. I remember Yo Noid. I remember like yeah. a variety, but man, Chester Cheetah games. Well, we just recently talked about doing a, a you know, a, a mascot serial games. mascot episode yeah. or whatever uh mascots based on products that got video yeah. games at yep. chester cheetah there you yeah. go yeah there you go we're gonna have to anyway. add him to the list yeah yes. absolutely more list. fuel for the fire absolutely. very cool all right thanks a lot for that tm no really cool. um so do we have any probes i got nothing um then, you know i have a youtube channel that i'm not I, really doing anything with but I, you know I can promote just the fact that I am 8-Bit Alchemy and I'm currently working on my, my second debut album. Uh, I have three songs written and completed so far and I'm trucking along. And, uh, you know, I just do 8-Bit NES style music. I love to write music for people who would love to have it. So if you're interested, let me know. Uh, and if you're not interested in a commission, do me a favor and just check me out anyway on Bandcamp or SoundCloud or YouTube and give me a listen. And uh, I don't know, maybe maybe get hyped, maybe get pumped. You know, there might be a, a new Apid Alchemy album coming your way, whether you want it or not. Yes. Yes. You can give it a listen, I'm and then give it another listen, and then oh. give it yet another <clears throat> listen because you're gonna love it. Three times. Yeah, give it some times. number of listens. Right. For sure. Anywhere more from than zero, two. Any, yeah, anywhere from one to infinity. Yeah. I mean, we anywhere, no. <laughs> anywhere from three to infinity. Oh. They have to yep. at least listen to it three times. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Precisely. Uh, yeah. So. That sounds good. Uh, I, I can't wait for the album. For, for first of all, dope, um, dope, dying, dying for dope. it. Uh, you know, it's been a while, so yeah, right. Man, I'm these, ready. And, and these Body are originals. No, yeah. well, I mean, I guess the others were, were originals too, but there's yeah. no Mega Man connotation this time around. Right. Yeah, this is just you freeforming it. Um. So yeah, uh, you know, I uh, mentioned it before, and I'm gonna keep mentioning it uh, for the foreseeable future. But I do have uh, a new book that's coming out. I w- was hoping to have a solid pre-order date for you guys by now, but uh, all I know is it's coming soon. The book is Black Honey and and other unsavory things. Uh, it's it's a collection of my own short stories, and I'm excited to drop them all on y'all. Uh, and if you want to come out and say, hey, how's it going, man? Uh, well, I'm going to be at the Monster Expo Returns. That's, this is the third Monster Expo. We've done very well at these shows. Very good time. It's a smaller con, but um, you know we're hoping that they just continue to grow. And this is the first time that they are in a brand new venue. So this is Monster Expo Returns is the name of the show. It's October 15th and 16th, and it's in Taunton, Mass. Um, it's at the Clarion Hotel and Conference Center in Taunton. 
And uh, I've never been there. I'm I'm excited to check out this new place. It's supposed to be bigger, and they have more guests. They just announced Leanna Quigley. Uh, for those who might remember her as the uh, uh, the blonde lady who gets naked a lot and returning return of the living dead part two or uh, (laughs) or possibly as the 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 blonde from night of the demons who sticks lipstick in her boob uh another memorable scene (laughs) from horror history uh liana quigley she's a beloved icon of horror that's for sure and there's lots of other people too um i know that the uh the guy who made the vhs movies the director he's oh. he's making his first ever con appearance oh wow um, i've only gotten to see the first one but i did like it yeah i've i've actually never seen those movies uh the first ones like i don't know I, there was a few memorable uh vignettes from that because they're all it's all like creep show you know yeah it's an anthology yeah. um very very cool uh we're gonna have fun you should you should come by you should have some fun too and uh you know um i don't know if we're gonna have black honey ready for it but we will we will do our best and we're definitely gonna have a presence there will be some some black honey presence at the rough house publishing table regardless there's gonna we'll have something but uh, right. please come on by and check us out, and uh, be. I, I'll let you know about that pre-order as soon as I can. Absolutely. Perfect. Nice. Looking forward to that. All right, that wraps up the episode. If you haven't jumped ship by now, we certainly hope you've enjoyed this week's journey over the treacherous waters of all the things that made growing up awesome. If you like what you've heard, please hit that little subscribe button and like us on Facebook and Twitter, because... Because you like us, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Yeah. As well as being part of the Nebriard Podcast Network, Retroid Octopus is still a full-fledged member of the Dorkening Podcast Network. So, if you get a chance, please check out one of our uh, like 40-plus shows. Uh, I'll name a few right now, actually. Uh, so, we have Throwdown Thursday, uh, Super Retro Throwback Reviews, The Loudest Sports Show, and, uh, yeah, you know, uh, you know, Geek Life HQ. I mean, just check them out. You know, there's so many, just so many awesome shows. A plethora. You should. It's a plethora of shows. Yes, indeed. So, for more information or to subscribe to us or any of these awesome shows, please visit thedorkney.com and be sure to check out our killer sponsors, Deadly Grounds Coffee. Coffee to die for. Please don't die because we want you guys to keep listening to our shows. Um, I have been your host, Nintendo, and I am a cheater. <laughs>